Someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. It's, it's showtime. How you doing? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File, this one for Monday. That's Monday, March 19th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News, current events, we'll be happy to do that. Let's talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine, and we will find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do so Take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. That's one way to do it. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. We invite you to check that out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Real Jim. Then send us a text on anything at any time. We will read it. We'll review it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031, powered by... David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance and toll free, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the Metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Mo's here. She has news in a few yes, minutes. Yes, sir. We work off that. Pinkman's fell in for Jack. Jack's under the weather, and uh, Doc has been uh, gracious enough to come in and help us out on the phones for a couple of hours or so. We appreciate that. So. Uh, above and beyond all that, let's see later in the program. Don't forget, right after the news with Mo at about 4 o'clock, that bonus round of closest to the pin and your opportunity to win a You Matter business card. You win that card. You will have good fortune for the rest of your life. You lose to Pinkman. You will have bad luck for 24 hours. Uh, no audio file today, but I'll get into this later. <clears throat> uh, Mo had, was the uh, victim. Uh, she was pickpocketed. Over the weekend, so we'll tell that story at four twenty. Yes, Don't miss that. Um, let's see what else do we have today. Oh, a reminder: uh, this Thursday, Tom Sirmani, the coach of the Orlando Pride, and star striker uh, Alex Morgan will be in the studio. The Pride starts their season this Saturday, so they'll be dropping by at four on Thursday. Also later in the program today, no Jack, uh, no Jack, no audio file. I know uh, Monday movie review. That's right. Because Doug's oh. out of town and uh, Wanzi's back in town, but I think he has the flu. He's sick as a dog. So yeah. there we go. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll fill that in somehow. How is it everybody's so sick? Well, it's uh, it's a virus, and viruses are communicable. Yeah. And what happens is that people who have the virus, they breathe it out, and then other human beings breathe it in, and they become <sighs> infected with that virus themselves. What? Then that. Anyway, Just so saying. I mean, how is it everyone we know is getting some kind of snotty nose? Well, you had something Thursday. Uh, no. Yeah, you did. You had an allergy. Yeah, Could a lot of pollen. The, My yeah. car's covered in pollen. Yeah. 
That's what I used to say, you know, uh, after those weekends, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I pollock out. Give me a little, give me a little, little frenzy. You know what I'm saying? It was just pollen. That's all it was. It was just, just a little pollen. <laughs> no. Uh, we got the regular round of closest to the pin at about five twenty. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, comes in at six, and then we'll find some drive home music for you and headlines and all that good stuff. Then PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. So a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things happening. Sports-wise, beautiful weather in Central Florida this past weekend. Doesn't get any better than that. It's going to turn uh, later today and tomorrow get kind of Crappy, rough, yeah. and then cool mm-hmm. down. But this past weekend was absolutely gorgeous weather. Um, it was great weather for the uh, Bay Hill Golf Tournament. Oh yeah, the Arnold Palmer, whatever uh, you want to call it, Invitational at Bay Hill. He was making a comeback. Tiger Woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tiger, I couldn't believe it. Uh, oh boy. I'm not a golf fanatic. I mean, I just don't. I never played it, uh, really, and yeah. never just doesn't interest me. But, you know, I'm watching, checking the leaderboard just to see what's going on because I'm watching all this basketball. Yeah. I don't even know what I was doing that for. <laughs> I can't even tell you Florida how many damn basketball it. games I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Florida's out. They're out of it. Well, you called it, too. Yeah, I didn't think they'd beat Texas Tech, but so they're out of it. Florida State's in it. Syracuse is in it. Yeah. So, uh, for a while at least. Uh, that's it. Duke. So I mean, they're in really? the Sweet 16. Yeah. Now Duke was ranked, what, second Two. going into the tournament? Yeah. Is that right, Doc? It is right. Correct. I'm okay. looking right so at it. So there you go. Syracuse 11. So two of the number one seeds, they're out. That's yep. how they're going, Phillips, what are you doing, man? Yeah, you I know? watch a lot of basketball. Uh-huh. God only knows why. <laughs> it was beautiful. But anyway, beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Where was, oh yeah, Tiger. Tiger. He was like in 25th or 27th place Friday. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. And he makes a run on Saturday, and then Sunday, you know, after about four holes, I'm going, let me see how Tiger's doing. And I go, what the heck? And then even I was rooting for him, and I'm not a fan of Tiger Woods. No, I didn't think you were. And then as soon as I made that decision, all right, Tiger, that's it, baby. You know, I'm rooting for you. He hit that shot out of bounds, and he was essentially out of the tournament. Mm. But uh, he had that look. He had it going for him. Jack may, pick, may be picking up some of those bets as the season wears on. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Orlando City stuck up, uh, st- uh, stunk up a storm. They sure did. New York. What can you say about that? Hey, the pitch is bad, man. Yeah, they always right. complain about Yankee well, the Stadium. The pitch is but... bad for New York, too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, you got you to you you, you get a win. You got to get some wins. They'll turn on you. People will turn on you. That's true. And I think uh, they're already starting. Well, one of, the thing, you know, one of the things, and this is just my observation, and I don't know, I don't know Coach Christ. He's been in here once when he first came on board. I don't, again, I don't know. I, and, I, you know and I'm not a coach, even though I watch a lot of, as we call it in my country, football, F-U-T-B-O-L. <laughs> uh-huh. What country? I do. I, do. I, watch, a lot, I watch, mm-hmm. uh, watch a lot of soccer. My wife and I enjoy the game. We, we watch the other leagues. And uh, I, don't, I don't want to go there. I'm not going there. You said the quality uh, of play no, is stinky. You go. I'm not. Come on now. Well, MLS play is not at the level of the, the major leagues around around the world. Whether it's EPL, the Bundesliga, La Liga. It, I mean, it's just not. And all you have to do is watch some of these games. That's all. They will someday. They'll hopefully get to that same level. But there's a different farm system. There's a different way that kids come up. I mean, these teams in Europe 
I mean, they'll find a kid that's five, six, seven, eight years old, and they'll get him. Guess what? They'll sign him. This is your life now. They put him in a farm system, and uh, they're taking the best of the best and and helping them all the way up through until they become, you know, 17, 18, if not a little bit younger, and put them into these, put them into the league. I mean, they're just, I'm sorry, they're just part and parcel better than what we have playing in MLS right now. Be that as it may, uh, I don't know. Uh, We got this death with Cirque du Soleil. We'll talk a little bit about Facebook is in. Facebook is taking a lot of heat, as they should, because uh, the social network, of course, disclosed Friday night that it uh, had suspended Cambridge Analytical from its platform after claiming uh, Cambridge Analytical had improperly obtained information on 50 million user profiles. This story has legs. This story has a lot of legs. Uh, This is a story about uh, how Cambridge Analytical got a hold of a lot of information off Facebook without Facebook's knowledge. It wasn't really a wasn't really a breach of the system, but they got they got fooled, and uh, and this information quite possibly was used uh, information on user profiles and used somehow along the way, quite possibly with the Russians, to uh, possibly or try to manipulate the election. So this story has a lot of legs. It can be very confusing because there's a lot of technical jargon associated with, but this is a story that's not going to go away anytime soon either. Let's see. What else do we have? McCabe fired deputy FBI director. What a schnook. Who? This president. Oh, because Attorney General Jeff Sessions fired him, technically. Well, the president can't fire him. He doesn't have that power. It has to be the attorney general. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... uh, you know, what, a day before his retirement? I mean, maybe a case can be made. Look, this guy did some things that, you know, were, you know, should go on his permanent permanent record. Permanent record. But to fire a, a fire a man a day before his One pension, yeah. day before he, he was set to retire to get his pension. I mean, the guy did devote decades of his life to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And that's just that's just a that's just a vindictive. Schno- I mean, that's a that's a just schno- that's just a crap ass move. Mm-hmm. That's a mean, vindictive person who does something like that. Uh, we got these bombings in Austin. Another one, two people injured. That town is flipping out. Can you blame them? We're gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. No, it was a tripwire this time. Tripwire. Oh, I have a theory, by the way, going back to Tiger Woods. <laughs> okay. Here's my theory. Let's back up a little, shall we? <laughs> it was first brought to my attention by my lovely wife, Catherine. I said, let me think about that. Tiger, for many years, he just turned into a crap player. Oh, my back and this and that. Wang, 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 yeah, whine and whine and whine and whine. And right, right after the divorce, everything injured, started injured, going injured, downhill. Injured. Yeah. Now he's starting to come back, right? Mm-hmm. His wife, Ellen Nordigan. She just put her Palm Beach house up for sale. Remember the one that she bought for $20 million? She's yeah. selling it for like $50 million now? Oh, my. Here's a theory. Oh, boy. Here's a th- just bear me out for just a minute. Okay. Both of them, after the divorce, are uh, thinking, okay. you're not getting any more of my money. You're not getting any more of my money. So they're working this stuff right, and there was a time frame. And that time frame has expired, Okay. 
the time frame has expired for you to be able by somehow to get your hands on some of my money or 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 Ellen saying I don't know what you're up to but you're not getting any you're not getting your hands on any of my money you know and there's a time frame the time frame is over with and as soon as that time frame kicked in Ellen Nordigan puts the house up for sale right uh-huh at more than twice what she paid for it and Tiger as begins this comeback yeah Oh, I see where you're going with see this. What I'm th- see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They did it on purpose. They he threw did it? it on purpose. He threw he it? He said no. He threw Yeah. Well, I don't want to use those terms because that... But that's you know, what you're saying. I'm saying, you know, I'm on of. my back. I don't know. Ooh, ow. Ooh, my finger. Oh, I got a hangnail. Oh, I'm playing lousy <laughs> golf because he says, look, I can get out there and play tremendous golf like I have tremendous. for years and years and years. But if the more money I pull in... I don't want her to get a chance to get, get any more of it, it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Hence is going to give it a rest for how many years has it been since uh, uh, she went after him with that nine eight years? Was it a seven, eight, eight years? Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Holy cow. So that that came to a conclusion, and both of them said, "That's it. I'm taking the house and uh, selling it, and you're not getting any of that cut. You're not getting a cut of that." And he's saying, "I'm back. That's all I needed. Time frame's over with. I'll show you how to play golf." I wouldn't be surprised for him to win that damn Masters. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. He's got the news that ain't gonna bore ya. It's Moira, it's Moira, it's Moira. From around the globe to around the block, there's something special for ya. It's Moira, it's Moira, it's Moira. She's got the news. Elon, Elon Nord again. Don't forget that bonus round of closest to the fin at the top of the hour. Time for the news right now. Here's Mo. Uh, Jim, I would like to tell you that the recent shooting massacre at a high school in South Florida will get the spotlight in Washington tomorrow. Lawmakers want to know more about why local and federal authorities missed numerous warning signs about the accused shooter down there. In a recent Senate hearing on the other side of the uh, Capitol Hill, the FBI's acting deputy director said the failure to act on these warnings about that Parkland shooter was a serious mistake. Uh, so now they're both House and Senate are sort of delving into that and um, and seeing where that goes. Um, testimony has resumed today in the Pulse nightclub trial. Last week, the wife... Nice the- watch. Oh, thank you, sir. Wow, cool. Yeah. Ooh. I you like it? I do. So far, I've only... What can you do with it? Everything. It's like a spy watch. No, well, what do you mean everything? I don't know what you mean by everything. Well, it won't make your coffee, but it'll do everything else. You get your email, you... Everything. Is it hard to email with that? You have to link tiny No, little... well, you can't actually... You can receive your email here. You can send a very short list of, like, pre-packaged answers. Can you talk on it? Yes. I you can, can use it. I can make oh. a call so you like, go a, like this. Dick like James Tracy Bond. No, oh, really? Dick Tracy. No, that's no, cool. No camera. I'll talk about that later. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I just noticed. It's my birthday present. It was my birthday present. I got it a little bit early. Uh, again, uh, the trial of Nor Salman continues this week. That would be week two, Jim, of her trial. I know you have money on whether she makes it or doesn't make it or gets guilty or not guilty. I'll say mistrial or not guilty. Uh, yeah. Uh, she is a charge. Uh, she is. I'm sorry. They want the judge to require a unanimous verdict. Her lawyers do on a charge of obstruction of justice. 
Um, she's charged with aiding and abetting her husband, as you know, in his attack on the Orlando nightclub almost two years ago. So we'll keep our eye on on that. An Orlando attorney says he'll be filing the first lawsuit relating to the Florida International University pedestrian bridge collapse. Uh, and of course, that would be Morgan and Morgan. God, do you see those cars after they pulled washed? Oh, like, like flat as a pancake. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just not. I had this conversation with somebody on Friday afternoon. Those victims are still inside. Would you? I mean, obviously, they didn't know what was coming. They're driving under this bridge, smushed. Okay, they're smushed right away. Uh, they couldn't see it coming. It was just, would you want to go that way without any knowledge? Boom. Or would you rather uh, not? You know, know in advance, oh, my God, there's that thing. And then have the presence of mind to know that that's going to come and that's going to kill me. No, I wouldn't want to know that. Oh. But would I want to go that way or have a diagnosis of, hey, you got three oh. to six months. Oh, a long, lingering death? Nobody mm-hmm. wants I don't want to say, hey, by the way, yeah. in 15 seconds, you're going to drive under that bridge that's going to collapse on you, squash you. Okay. No. If it's one of those, um, what is that, the, the, the boulder that was chasing Harrison Ford in the movie? In Indiana Jones. Yes. Okay, if you saw it coming, you knew if it caught you, you were going to be squished, right? And in this case, these people didn't see it coming, and they got squished. Would you want to know you were going to be squished or not? No, I don't want to know I'm going to be squished. All right, just say. Yeah, Who just would want to know they're me. going to be squished? Why would you want to know you're going to be squished? I don't know. Yeah, if you can't avoid it, exactly. what's the point? Right. That's... Harrison Ford could avoid that rolling ball. Yeah, even even though Alfred Molina ran off with the whip yeah. and left him to die. Damn him. Six people were killed when that newly installed bridge collapsed on Thursday afternoon. Classes resumed this morning at FIU. They are planning a moment of silence. For each of the victims, I think it's up to six now. But yes, I did see those cars hauled off. Oh, my God. Whew. And they, they suspected the thing was cracked when they put it in place the day or two, you know, the well, previous week. they said weekend. it was a crack, but crack. nobody thought it was. And for all we know, that those cracks that they discovered might not have had anything to do with the bridge collapse. They probably did, but. We well, don't know. I, I will. So I'm such a structural engineer. You know, personal injury lawyers, of course, they don't let much time go by. So Morgan and Morgan are actually Matt Morgan, son yeah, of, you know, right. uh, he says the suit is being filed quickly to make sure that no documents end up missing. Who do you sue? Everyone. Oh, okay. Engineering company. Uh, yeah. Oh, Boy, my oh, God. Boy. Yeah. Oh, you could sue everybody. People who made the concrete. You can. I mean, you, campus. Na- you name it. Oh, yes. Um, Tampa Police and the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, are both investigating the death of a performer with Cirque du Soleil in Tampa. It's a terrible story. It, uh, Cirque said that a veteran aerialist, I guess you would call him, mm-hmm. his name is Jan Arnaud. That was, uh, what, 15 years? He was performing. He's 38 years old. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, performing in the show at Tampa Greyhound Park on Saturday night when he missed the aerial ring. You know, he was he was going and... And he missed it, and bam. This is a new thing he was trying, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact... New he, routine? He left a very poignant, and now, of course, you know, in in hindsight, a very prescient, would you say, uh, message. He left a very heartfelt message before this performance um, about this difficult stunt that ultimately led to his death. He says after a lot of work and a lot of training and staging, mm. and we're going to go for it, and it's finally in the show tonight, and plunged 20 feet to the stage below, uh, rushed to the hospital where he died. Uh, he Did had they been, continue the show? Yeah, I don't know about that. 
I think so. You don't continue the show, do you? The show must go on. No, that's a bunch of BS. So if a lion, if you're at a circus and a lion ate somebody, you'd continue with the show? No. Oh. No. Ele- elephants stomped somebody? No, of course not. No, no, no. You know, clowns drove that little car into the into the bleachers and they all the clowns. Oh, you got no. I'm sorry. You get a <laughs> refund and Mm-mm. I'd like to know whether they continued the show. We're going to continue with uh, more news with oh, Mo. Yes, we will. We got uh, birthdays. We got the food. We got that bonus round of closest to the pin later in the afternoon. Don't forget at about four twenty, Mo will tell her story about she, how she got her pocket picked this past weekend. That's a lot of p- 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 peas. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Pocket picked. We'll get that story at about 4.20. We have a bonus round of closest to the pin at 4. Back to the news, the birthdays, and the food. Here's Mo. Oh, the food today, March 19, 2018. And today, it's kind of an umbrella day. It's National Poultry Day. Yeah. Poultry. Yeah. Chicken, turkey, what pheasant. What a cop-out. That's what? a cop-out. Poultry. The poultry yeah. people say it's a good day. Yeah, the poultry lobby. Who the cares about that? poultry people. Hello, poultry people. It's National Poultry Day, so you can make your own choices under the it's poultry like umbrella. It's like National Meat Day. Meat. Well, it's poultry, though. It's not hey, it's meat. It's National Air Breathing Day. <laughs> it, a little bit too general. All right. I, t- talk, take it up with the poultry folks, will you? Much of Florida. You don't want to it up. Because it's, it's National mm-hmm. Poultry Day. I don't make this crap mm-hmm. up. I'm going to say a bad word. Who do I call? Tyson, Purdue, All of them KFC. poultry people. Right. Popeyes. Ooh, See? I love Popeyes. Uh-huh. It's a good time right there. Yeah. You know, salty, though. Salty uh, biscuits. Those biscuits are very salty. It's Delicious. not biscuit day. It's poultry day, though. Just saying. I like Popeye's. That's my favorite fried chicken. Yeah? Same here. Uh, much of Florida, Jim, is in for some potentially that KFC, though, they got a marketing. That, uh, that marketing campaign there, that's pretty damn good. Pretty Which good, one? Yeah. Changing out the kernel. They've oh, got yeah. Reba now. Yeah, I know. Oh, Reba. Sorry, Mo. Uh-huh. Had to get that Jim, here. much of Florida is in for some <laughs> potentially stormy weather over the next couple of days or so. Showers. Thunder showers, heavy rain, isolated wind gusts across the central and northern part of our state. Mm. Uh, and tomorrow after that, a cold front will come sweeping in a little bit for north and central Florida, including Orlando, North, uh, you know, Gainesville, Jacksonville, etc. There is a possibility tomorrow moving forward of damaging wind gusts and isolated thunder showers. Down in southwest Florida, another fire is burning in the Big Cypress National Preserve. The Park Service says that the... They're calling it the Leprechaun Fire. What? Yeah. Because it was reported on Saturday for the first time. It's a different one down there. They got the first one under control. They got a second one. It's now called the Leprechaun Fire. And at this time, it covers 85 acres again. Mm. You know, the other one was really bad. They finally nipped that one in the bud, and this one burst out. You know? Uh, Pump prices in Florida are all over the map. Every Monday, I kind of give you a peek into what's doing at the gas pump. AAA says the current average price for a gallon is up. A nickel from a week ago. The most expensive gas, no surprise, in Boca Raton. You know anybody who's been to Easter Island? Uh, no. No. That's a long way to go. It is. Mm-hmm. I think I might like to go. Easter Island. Before it's underwater, you mean? They believe it could very well be. And those those uh, statues or those rock formations or whatever it is, that could be <clears throat> toast. Correct. Yeah, I saw that article. Did you read it? I did. It's fascinating. I know. How do you think you get there? It's a lo- you of all people. Mm-mm. What? Mm, no, I've been to more places than you have. You don't have to. You don't have the patience to sit in that kind of plane. Just saying. Maybe not nowadays. Well, maybe it's I like mean. a boat. 
Yeah, they will take a freighter. Oh, you're going to take a, a cruise. They will take a freighter. Uh, no, I'm not taking a cruise. No, I know no. that. <laughs> I know. As a matter of fact, they went to one of those things. You ever see those sites? What do they look like now? And I mean, they're they're paid sites. And there was a yeah. site I checked out the other day. It's like, uh, here's what the cruise lines tell you it looks like. And here's what they actually here's what looks, it really like. looks like. Yeah. And they show, there's oh, a f- no. photograph site. Here's what the crew, cruise lines show you when it comes to the pool on the you know the pool deck. Yes. And then they show you the actual photographs. Like, good God almighty. What is there, dirty diapers? And <laughs> No, it's just. it's just Somebody's old cup with a mudslide in no, it. No, no, no. It's just surrounded by hundreds of people. And it's just. It, it, it's just yeah. nasty. Like, just, I'm sorry. I mean, if, that, if, you, if you love cruises, good for you. I never want to get yeah, on. Yeah, we them. do like cruises in my house. Uh, it, oh, was, it was a very exciting weekend in my house, also. I can't get tell- away from anybody. Oh, you can't. Uh, not you even can't. At, yeah, you cannot get away from people. That's not even at the free ice cream machine. No, Sorry. That's, that's a good time there, too. Oh, Listen, look. they're down to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and in my house it was thumbs up. Two of the 16 was represented in my home. Florida State made it to the Sweet 16, as yeah. did Syracuse University. Woo, upset. Both of them upset, upside down upset. So that was good news. Uh, and we want to say congratulations to the Seminoles and, of course, to the Orange. Uh, the city of Austin, Texas, now has its fourth, count them, four, I want to say bombings, I guess, uh, you know, exploding packages in the month of March. And it's only the 19th. The police chief said this morning, at first they wouldn't think there was anything suspicious. Sunday night's bombing differed from the three others. And now they are calling it the work of a serial bomber or bombers. Is that all about? Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. What kind of mind is working? I mean, and people in Austin are nervous. You're, you're, well, who, who wouldn't be? Four in a same month. Time, so, three weeks. Like, yeah. hey, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What? You're making bombs? What, you want to kill people? Yeah. Injure people? Uh-huh. Two people were wounded last night, walking across the street, minding their own beeswax, and were hospitalized. Uh, so far, the three earlier ones left two dead and two wounded. How many more bombings before they make an arrest? Want to make a bet? Oh, there's one. Ooh, three more. Three? Mm-hmm. No, They don't no, know no, anything no, no. about this person. No, no, no. Other than they're sophisticated. Now they say they're much smarter than they were with the other couple bombs. Yep, this had a higher level of skill. Now the Austin Police Department wants the bomber to contact them. No, oh, who's doing that? Well, like the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> Or the Unabomber. Oof. Ooh. What started out Friday, Jim, with a news dump. I hate to use that word. It just sounds like poop. But anyway, what started out with as a news whoa, dump. Whoa, whoa, You know, well, that. I don't like using that word, but that's how they describe it here. Uh, it has morphed into a full, full-blown full crisis for Facebook. Yeah. Uh, now, over, They're deep on this one. Over the weekend, they disclosed that they suspended Cambridge Analytica. From their platform. Got to follow this story. It's involved, but uh, this this story has a lot of legs to it uh, and could be very well connected to the Mueller investigation about Russian interference in the election. Cambridge Analytica, this company, has now been suspended from Facebook. Cambridge is now being accused of properly getting info on 50 million user profiles from Facebook. Right. But Cambridge says, oh, no, we did everything we did on the up, up and up. And above board. No, you, they lied about it. Yeah, they, well, they did. They said, well, we have an academic who's interested in garnering this information for academic research when, in fact, they were putting together this research and their algorithms and all that other yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. to uh, to to uh, target individuals 
based on what they could find out about them and target them with certain information right. real or imagined Facebook to is try all, to sway the election in some form or fashion. Facebook is already under scrutiny even before, them. before this. Zuckerberg. Over the impact of Russian ads running on Facebook Never during the election. Never liked it since I saw that movie. Oh, I thought Social you... Social network. You I don't them. have anything to do with Facebook. I don't... I mean, I know I'm connected there somehow, but I yeah. don't check it. No. I don't add anything to it. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, because of I'm this Facebook man. thing, uh, Wall Street is on edge <laughs> as tech stocks are being dragged down by reports of misuse of Facebook user data. At one point in this afternoon's trading, I mean, the market's still open, but at one point, the Dow was down over 450 points. Good God. Shares of Facebook are down 5, 6, 7% today alone. It's down 396.5 now. What, the whole Dow Jones, not Facebook? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so anyway, so that is... What's Facebook down? About 6, 7%. Uh, let me get the concrete number. They are down exactly 7%, 7%. as we speak. There it is. Yeah, this is not over with. No? It's not over with by a long shot. These Russians, what, you know, what is it with these Russians? You know, you can't, you're not supposed to be messing around with the USA. USA. Well, they don't care. They're not scared yeah, They anymore. don't care because nobody's doing anything about it. That's right. And I... I don't know if you've ever purchased anything where you had to put it together in your home. Not anymore. Ikea stuff or any furniture. There's so, so much of the furniture is like assemble yourself when you get it there. Well, don't sweat trying to put this stuff together. Furniture or mount that TV that you purchased from a place. Walmart, for example, is utilizing a company called Handy. Their installation and assembly service to do that instead. Oh. They announced today that this Handy service will be available in 45 states. You purchase an option when you check out. And schedule an appointment with them. So not only do you order the thing, like a bookcase or a TV mounted on your wall, but you sign up for an extra couple of bucks, they will have a service come and put it together and put it up on the wall. That's kind of cool. The partnership's already... That's pretty weak on our part, though, isn't it? can't put crap together. No, that's true. Isn't it pretty weak? Sad. Uh Yeah. My husband puts all that together. Puts up on the wall, puts stuff fish behind. Does he do it well? Yes, he does it well. You want to hire him? He'll do it. Nah. He's very good at Don't that kind punch of... punch me. I'm scared. No, no, he won't punch anyone. Uh, although, remind me to tell you about the, the threat of punching uh, this weekend. <laughs> While mulling over a possible primary challenge to Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York, actress Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City now has some new poll numbers to review. Uh, a new poll released this morning shows Governor Cuomo handing her a lopsided loss, 66% to 19% New York Democrats. The governor also has a commanding lead among self-described liberals in New York City, the suburbs, and upstate New York. The poll found that Cynthia Nixon is far from a household name. What do you think the chances the are Scott Pruitt will be named the attorney general once, uh, once, once, once he fires Sessions? If he fires Sessions. Well, I'll make the bet. Okay. On if, Sessions pre- getting if, fired? If, if President Trump fires Sessions, yeah. he will nominate... Scott Pruitt, the head of the EPA, to head up uh, the Justice Department. Doesn't he have problems of his own, Pruitt? One dollar. One dollar. Deal. Got it. All right. All right. So Sessions replaced by Pruitt. If Sessions is fired or resigns. Or resigns. He, he, Scott, okay Scott Pruitt will be nominated to fill that position. Pruitt nominated. Former Attorney General from Oklahoma, now head of the EPA, mm-hmm. the one who doesn't believe in climate change. Yeah, I know. It was really a shill for the fossil fuel company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to hell with keeping the air on the water clean. It's yeah. just uh, give all these breaks to polluters. Mm. 
And there's already talk that Scott Pruitt wants to run for the uh, White House. Oh, boy. In 20, what, 24? 20, oh, yeah, I guess. For 2024. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's getting some bad reviews, Jim, for his painting of a woman who appears to be White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm-hmm. He's an impressionist. The painting Carrey put up on Twitter over the weekend was far from flattering. And neither was the accompanying tweet. The painting shows a scowling, open-mouthed, dark-haired woman. The tweet that doesn't name Sarah reads, quote, This is the portrait of a so-called Christian whose only purpose in life is to lie for the wicked. It's his impression. Monstrous. Yeah, it's his impression. End quote. Responses included calling Jim Carrey's painting disgraceful and sarcastically calling it an example of Hollywood's empowerment of women. It's just a piece of... It's a a piece of... It's... It's... It's, it's work, that's all. It's How dare the Jim Carrey paint something? He tweeted one three hours ago yeah. where he painted uh, Donald Trump as a witch. Mm. And then his sons as flying monkeys. We all have our... <laughs> oh, sorry. What? You know, our feelings about what we consider to be art that we appreciate or like. You know, it's, it's a parody just, of it's, Sarah Huckabee It's his impression. Though. I mean, it's that's his... like the, the goofballs that go at a you know, mm-hmm. Museum of Modern Art. So I could have done that. Yeah, well, guess what, dude? You didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're a fan, but I, oh, I certainly am. Of last week, tonight, host John Oliver. I like John Oliver. I didn't see last night's episode Oh, yet. my God. Funny, funny. Uh, it, it, he is going after Vice President Mike Pence by way of the Vice President's pet rabbit. Pence's rabbit, whose name, legitimately, he has a rabbit, okay? Pence and his family have a rabbit. The name of the rabbit, Marlon Bundo. It is the star of a new, that rabbit is the star of a children's book written by the Pence family. Okay, what's wrong with that? Fine, but last night on HBO, John Oliver announced his own book, which has a few differences, and it talks also about the real Bondo, uh, Marlon Bundo. And uh, anyway, it has everything to do with Pence's opinion of gay people and pray the gay away and all of these kind of things and focus on the family. And there's a whole bit he does on that. Uh, John Oliver has frequently criticized the vice president for the former Indiana governor's opposition to LGBT rights, including same-sex marriage. So he has preempted the vice president's book with his own book, and it looks awfully funny. It's all about a, a gay rabbit. Just saying. At the box office, Black Panther remains the number one movie in the United States mm-hmm. and in Canada. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. You didn't go to the movies? No. Oh, rats. I don't think so. Did. I went to the art show. Have you oh, seen it? Oh, art show. No, I haven't seen it. Me neither. Mm-mm. I would like to. Uh, the Disney, I guess Disney and Marvel, right, have put their heads together on this uh, Black Panther superhero flick. Yeah. Earned, this Black Panther movie earned an additional $27 million over the weekend for a grand... North American total of how much since it's released five weeks ago? Oh, wow. Last weekend. Just North America? Uh, yeah. A billion. Uh, 1.3 billion. 600 million. Correct. Oh, Almost on the dot. Good. Almost on the dot, Doc. 605. 605 million since it's released in North America. Somebody's reading the paper, weeks at least. Weeks ago. He reads. I read. Yeah. Black Panther is also closing in on just now. If you were talking about worldwide... You are correct if you said a billion dollars. Oh, that's what I thought. But you said you America. said North America. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Uh, coming in second now. Back to the movies, the house, and see. Let's see. Black Panther one. Coming in second is the debut of the new Lara Croft film, Tomb Raider, right. starring uh, Alicia. Is it Vikander? Vikander. I didn't even know they came out with a new one. No, they did. It just started this weekend, so it's okay. Well, that you I missed didn't it either until I saw her. 
What? Yeah, that what, bow what? and arrow. Is that good? Is that a good thing? Or what oh, yeah. are you saying exactly? Yeah, there's uh, something about a woman with a bow and arrow. It's just, it's just a turn on. She's the mighty huntress. So what's your name? Same thing. Remember from... Uh, from uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Hunger Games. Same thing. Points. And the nice thing is they go and they get lessons, you know. What, what do you mean by that? So they know how to actually well, they, use they, the bow. Yeah, they actually know how to, oh. you know, put the arrow in there and draw it back. And, you know, unlike many movies where they're golfing. Yeah. And, and they don't know how to golf or no. horseback riding and they don't know how to ride a horse. Or, or throw a ball. It's like, oh, God. They can't throw a ball either? I've seen those in movies. Oof. Yeah, you got to know how to throw a ball. If you're yeah. going to play a pitcher uh-huh. on a major league team, yeah. you got to know how to throw a ball. Oh, you think so. Well, who was in Larcraft? What's her name? Angelina Jolie, wasn't she? Correct. Yeah, that, the that's last the other. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this past weekend, the new one came out, told $24 million worth of tickets in its first mm. week in the theaters. So, Black Panther, $27 million. Uh, Tomb Raider, $24 million. It's a fair opening, though, isn't it? $24 million? I, it's, I guess it's okay. okay. Yeah, rounding out this week's top five. Uh-huh. Where you go? Are a faith-based movie called I Can Only Imagine. What is that? Oh, oh it's about that song that's literally called i can only imagine who sings that what uh who does sing that it was real popular on the uh mainstream pop country charts for a christian while. song i don't kind know. of faith-based what what what's faith? it about uh, mercy church? me hang on we have it mercy me yeah it was marvin gay no mercy me is the name of the artist oh oh, oh, oh I see. country artist by the name of mercy me mm. it's oh, like christian it says christian, christian pop country Trace Adkins is in the movie. Oh, I can, I can, uh, that's enough. That's boring. all I need oh, to hear. Come on. That's all. It's no, a that's that's song. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, you can can that one. Oh, it's gone. I seriously? Yeah, seriously. It's gone forever. That's not right. Well, I can't delete it because I'm sure some other station will use it, but we won't see it again. Thank okay. You. Well, that was third. That faith-based movie was third. Uh, fourth was A Wrinkle in Time, the Oprah movie, and Love, Simon was fifth. Okay, just saying. Happy, happy birthday today to Bruce Willis. 68. Ooh, 66? Oh, boy. 64. Um, Doc, it's 63. Come on. Yeah, no, what? he looks older. No, because he's bald? What are you saying? No, it's just the whole thing. Happy, okay. happy birthday! And here's a guy who I... Thought would be out of our lexicon, but he's back. It's his birthday, I guess. 66. Uh, I just told you how old he is. <laughs> Stupid me. 66-year-old Harvey Weinstein. Boy, I don't even want to do that. So we'll just we'll move along, shall we? Um, God, I hope that wasn't the only one I had that oh, was boy. supposed to be. Oh, oh, here's one. Casey Anthony, Doc. Ooh. In, Ooh. Infamous uh, local girly. 37. 38? Oh, those are good guesses. I know. 36. Pinkman, 32. Oops. Wow, really? I thought she was older. Well, I guess that's true. Uh, I guess happy I guess. birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, I don't know. That feels weird. And Glenn Close. Ooh, Ooh love her. Um, 72. Nope. Oh, 67. 69. <laughs> Pinkman, 71. All right. Damn, and... That's the Lottie Dodge. Just call me Moyer. All right, we're going to open up the lines. Doc will uh, take one of you at random. You will be chosen to play against Pinkman in a bonus round of Closest to the Pin. If you win, good fortune for the rest of your life. Of course, if you lose, 
bad luck for 24 hours. Don't forget at 420, there's no Jack's audio file. He's uh, under the weather, but Mo will tell us about how she got her pocket picked. All upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Ah, that's right. Nick's on the line. Nick is scheduled to play this bonus round of closest to the pin against Mr. Pinkman. Nick knows if he wins, he will receive that You Matter business card. And what does that mean? That means he will have good fortune for the rest of his life. Nick also knows there's a downside to all of this. If he loses to Pinkman, the gypsy women say bad luck for 24 hours. So, Mr. Pinkman, if you'll head to the soundproof booth. Okay. There we go. And I'm going to bring Nick up on the line. And who's going to do what? Um, Doc, you want to keep time? And Mo will keep score, okay? As always, yes, sir. Hey, Nick, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. Thank you very much. I have ten questions for you today. Uh, Nick, they're all connected in some form or fashion, like I like to say. Don't worry about that. Just answer each and every one of these to the best of your ability, okay? You ready? I am ready. Uh, all right. Uh, Doc is going to count down for you, and we'll go from there. All right, Doc, set it in motion. Three. Two, one, go, Nick. Nick, Andrew McCabe has been fired as deputy FBI director, but the movie McCabe and Mrs. Miller with Warren Beatty was released in what year? 1983. Singer-songwriter Warren Zevon died in what year? 1974. Zevon helped to write and sing the song Werewolves in London that was released in 1978. In minutes and seconds, how long is that song? Three minutes and 12 seconds. The current London Bridge over the River Thames in London is how many feet long? 280. Jack London was an American novelist who became a worldwide celebrity. One of his books, called White Fang, was published in what year? 1977. Talk about Fangs. The universal motion picture titled Dracula, starring Bela Lugosi, was released in what year? 1936. Bella Fleck is one of the country's best banjo players. How old is Bella Fleck? He's 74 now. Talk about banjos. The movie Deliverance with Burt Reynolds and John Voight was released in what year? 1972. How old is actor John Voight? 84. Get it within 25, you went outright. If John Voigt was a crow in Yonkers, New York, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Hyde Park, New York? 44. Time. All right. There we go. Here comes Pinkman. Here comes Mr. Pinkman. Going to have the same 10 questions, right? Yep. All right. Yep. Same 10 questions, yes. We don't mix them up. Mr. Pinkman, how are you? So you good. Back? How we are you? The, uh, dice. We need to. You need to roll the dice to determine your handicap. We set it at eighteen, but whatever Mr. Pinkman rolls will take off to eight from eighteen, mm-hmm. and that will be his official handicap for it this afternoon only. Right. Here we go. They got oh. nine. The easy way. All right. 
There you go. Nine and nine is eight. Is a nine-second handicap, right? Yes. Right. Okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, half, right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Ten questions. Whenever you're ready, Doc's going to count down. Go ahead, Doc. Three, two, one, go. Pinky Andrew McCabe has been fired as deputy FBI director, but the movie McCabe and Mrs. Miller with Warren Beatty was released in what year? 1971. Singer-songwriter Warren Zevon died in what year? 94. Zevon helped to write and sing the song Werewolves in London that was released in 1978 in minutes and seconds. How long is that song? Three minutes, 12 seconds. The current London Bridge over the River Thames in London is how many feet long? Uh, 300. Jack London was an American novelist who became a worldwide celebrity. One of his books called White Fang was published in what year? That would have been 1948. Talk about Fangs, the universal motion picture titled Dracula, starring Bella Lugosi, was released in what year? Ooh, 1938. Bella Fleck is one of the country's best banjo players. How old is Bella Fleck? Uh, 64. Talk about banjos, the movie Deliverance with Burt Reynolds and John Voight was released in what year? 78. How old is actor John Voight? He is 77. Get it within 25. You went outright. If John Voigt was a crow in Yonkers, New York, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Hyde Park, New York? 37. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Let's take a look at this, see how Nick did, see if he's going to have good fortune or bad luck. There's shocking information in here. About? The, The answer, some of their answers. The movie McCabe and Mrs. Miller with Warren Beatty, released in what year? Nick said. 83. Pinkman. 71. 71. I asked that before. Did you remember? Years, no. Months ago? No. Yeah, 71, oh, right on the, the money. Dot, then. All right. Singer-songwriter Warren Zevon died in what year? Nick said. 74. Pinkman. 94. 2003. Okay. All right. Pinkman. Zevon helped to uh, write and sing the song Werewolves in London. That was released in 78, but in minutes and seconds, how long is that song? Nick said. Okay. What are the chances of this? Jim, they both said three minutes, 12 seconds. 327. They both said 312. <laughs> Does no one else find that shocking? I'm shocked, uh, thank frankly. You. Yes, we call it coincidence. Mm-hmm. The current London Bridge, there have been many, but the current London Bridge over the River Thames in London is how many feet long, Nick said? 280. Pinkman? 300. It's 882 and a half feet. Wow. Jack London, of course, um, was an American novelist who became a worldwide celebrity. Call of the Wild was one book. He also wrote White Fang that was published in what year, Nick said? 77. Pinkman? 48. No, it's 1906. The good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Jack London, tough guy. Mm-hmm. Talk about Fangs. The universal motion picture titled Dracula, starring Bella Lugosi, was released in what year, Nick said? 36. Pinkman? 38. 31. 1931. Ooh, Nick, Nick comes back. Bella Fleck, one of the country's best banjo players. How old is Bella Fleck, Nick said? 74. Pinkman? 64. He's 59. Oh, Pinkman. yeah. Talk three to go. Talk about banjos. The movie Deliverance with Burt Reynolds and John Voight released in what year? Nick said. 72. Pinkman. 78. Right on the money. 1972. Oh, Pinkman. You had a strong lead. Not so much now. Oh, though. well. How old is actor John Voight? Nick said. 84. Pinkman. 77. 79. Pinkman. Oh, now, wait a minute. Oh, Let's yeah. see. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pinkman has eight, and Nick has four. Nick, the only way you can win, buddy, is to get the crow question. Right on the money. Within 25? Within, within 25, I should say. Get it within 25, you went out right. Mm-hmm. If John Voigt was a crow in Yonkers, New York, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Hyde Park, New York, Nick said? 44 miles. Pinkman said? 37 miles. The answer mm-hmm. is 68. 
uh, Nick is within 25 miles. Oh, too. by one. By one. <laughs> Damn yeah. you, Nick. He had 60. He was within 69. As long as it was under 69 or under, he gets it by 68. one. 68. I want you to verify the mileage right there. Number 10. I protest. 68 miles. 68 Fakeman. miles. So, Nick. Nick wins. You Sorry, put a out of your ass, Nick. Good job. You won on the crow question the outright. Crow question. You get that You Matter business card. Good fortune for you for the rest of your life. Oh, Congratulations. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Wow. Thank you. Wow. What is wrong with you? What a rip. It is. What is wrong with me? I got almost all of them right. The almost. Yeah, you were trashing them until that. Oh. Son of a Son of a... Look, now Doc has to pick up the phone and ask where this guy lives. We have to all sign it. Then mail it. Ah, so much work. Wow. I feel like it's geared towards me losing now. Yeah, I think it is too. Why? Oh, because... Why? Because yeah, you upped the... Uh... Oh, the, the, the handicap didn't have anything to do with it? No, not in no. this case. It did not. What? But in addition to that, we have this within 25-mile crow question that I've lost on at least Numerous three times yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Voigt, 79. Wow. Mm-hmm. Arch conservative, too. Is he? Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's almost John Birch Society material. Oh, my. wonder where that came from. Mm-mm. John Voigt. <laughs> I always get into I saw him in that movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman. What happened? What? What does that mean? What now movie? Maybe you can help me. Movie. What movie is that? Where? Uh, what was the one he played the cowboy? He was the he was the. What's a male prostitute? What do you call him? A boogie gigolo. Gigolo. Remember, the gigolo Dustin Hoffman's this down and out greasy New oh, Yorker. Yeah, 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 what yeah, was yeah, the yeah. name of the movie? Yeah. What was the What was the stupid name oh, of the movie? Midnight Cowboy. Midnight That's Cowboy. Right. I was yep, thinking yep, Urban yep. Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, cool sideburns, John Voight had. And he was in a great movie, I thought, called Runaway Train, where nobody had seen John Voight for a while, and he plays this prison convict who escapes from prison and gets on board this freight train way the hell up in Manitoba, you know, Canada or something, in the in the in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. Tough guy. Mm, tough guy. Because you saw him in Midnight Cowboys. Jeez, man. Do people really say that? Well, I mean, he was just a pretty boy. He was a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. But then in uh, in uh, in Runaway Train, it was like, God almighty, you'd want him on your side if you're in a dark alley. I know. Oh, he's got a cool handlebar mustache in this movie. What? In Runaway Train? Yes. This oh, he's, guy. He's badass in Runaway Train. I believe it. Eric Roberts points. He was Correct. in the movie. It's not fair because I'm looking at it. <laughs> Anyway. He's, he's basically telling you he's cheating. Right, here's what we're going to do. Take a, take a little break. Jack's not here today. He's under the weather. He says he, he has contacted the terrible me flu. On, uh, he doesn't have the flu. He has a, yes, he does. There's a message here. He has the terrible flu. Not well, just a little flu, Jimmy. He says a horrible flu. No, he doesn't have the flu because I was texting with him yesterday uh, about Bay Hill and Tiger. And if you got the flu, uh, okay. you are, you're just not doing anything. You're not texting with anybody. You're not sending out company memos. You're not watching TV. Mm-hmm. You're death warmed over in bed trying to get the somebody to come in and change the sheets because you're sweating, you're freezing, you got a fever. Mm-hmm. He's got a bad, bad cold. Mm-mm. 
Well, okay, his report is it's the flu, but just saying. Well, I'm simply saying he's he's, lying. he's misdiagnosed himself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. Because if, if you had the flu, you probably wouldn't even say that. You say, Naomi, contact everybody and tell them I'm not coming in. I have the flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to go back and throw up. It's Jeez. the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You are listening to The Phillips File, where horrible news is reported horribly. Real Radio! 104.1 Oh, yeah. Phillips file for a Monday. Uh, no Jack today. He's uh, under the weather. He should be back with us tomorrow. No Wanzi and Doug. No Monday movie review today either. Now, Mo, over the weekend. I had excuse a terrible me. weekend. Uh, but we're going to get to the heart of the matter. Uh, other things may have gone wrong with her, but uh, she got her pocket picked. I was a victim of a crime, Jim. I've never been the victim of a crime. And I was. I had a breakfast. We walked into one of these sort of a dollar store, although it's a little step up from a dollar store. But anyway, so we walk into the store to get some toiletries and some last minute things for uh, some upcoming travel that we're doing. And my hands are full of of makeup and water shoes and all manner of things. I didn't get a card. I had it all in my arms. And I turned around to talk to my husband and he had walked off in the store. And so I took put everything sort of in my you know, up against my body, and I reached into my purse and called him and said, where are you? He said he was in the back of the store, and my hands were full, so I jammed my phone in my back right pocket. And his hands also similarly full. We go to check out and uh, go on our happy way. And we go across the street to Costco in Altamont Springs. In the store, I'm getting my sunglasses repaired at the optical right when you walk in. And again, I look up. And my husband is gone. He's walking around. He's shopping. And I go to look in my purse for my phone. And it's not there. And then I remember, oh, I put it in my back pocket. And it's not there. So now I have no way of getting my husband in this giant warehouse store. So I finally spot him. And I yell, hey, hey. And I'm waving my arms. And he says, why don't you just call me? What are you yelling across the store? I said, I don't have my phone. I can't call you. I can't text you. I can't find my phone. I have panicked before, but I wasn't in a panic. I said it probably fell out of my pocket. It's in the, right. it's in the car. I am. You actually, put it down someplace, right? I'm calm, actually. I'm pretty calm. Happened to me. Right. I'm thinking I left it in the car. You know, I know I had it in my back pocket because it was weird. I never ever carry my phone in my back pocket because when my daughter was in high school, she had her phone snitched out of her pocket in Sanford in, in high school, and she ran after the kid and and muscled her phone away from some stranger. So I am neurotic, never keep my phone in the back pocket, but I did, and now it's gone. Well, we rush back to this dollar-ish store 
And I say to the cashier, the girl who checked us out, I said, did I, did I leave my phone at the counter here? Because we had checked the car and the parking lot. And, we, you know, we, I said, because she, of course, remembered me. I wasn't there but 10 minutes before. And she said, well, nobody turned anything in. Still no panic. Now I'm starting to panic. When she said nobody turned it in. Yeah. So I run back to the makeup area. I run back to the, where the water shoes are. I run back to where I got chewing gum. And, and I, thinking I must have put it down while I picked up some gum and put it in one of the bins. Nope. It's nowhere. And now he's starting to panic and I'm starting to panic. And then I remember you can ping your phone. Correct. Find your eye thing, right? Sure. Okay. So I we ping the phone, and sure enough, it pings three blocks south on 434 of where we are, Ooh. from where we are. And now he's like, we're going to go. And, and he does this. And now he is now a junior G-man. <laughs> he is ready to go get the son of a bitch who took my phone. We're going to find him. And punch honey, him. And we're going to get that phone, and we're going to call the police, and I'm on crime law. <laughs> Citizen's arrest. Citizen's arrest. He's Barney Fife, but but up a notch. I mean, at any point, at point all right, let's think about this just for a second. Never thought about it a second. We are in the car. If we had lights, we would have put him on the roof. And we're going down the highway. Like Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we zoom down to where this phone is pinging. Ping yeah, my, right? I find my iPhone. And we see it's at a racetrack. Or a gas station. Okay. Big big gas station. Yeah. And I said, I bet the son of a gun is in that gas station, and you're going to call the phone, and it's going to ring, and we're going to go up to the guy and say, give me back my phone. Right. And okay. I have Good a, idea. I think we're going to go there. Like and, it. Okay. So we have a plan. But as we get to the gas garden, the ping is a little bit behind us. So it's like, uh-oh, we overshot it. Do you see it on your screen, or it's just yeah. a ping? Is it gets closer? No, it's no, like no, sonar no, no, no. gets louder no, no, and no, no, louder. No, you see where you are. Like a destroyer's coming your way, ah, and go. No. Okay, let's take this down another hundred feet. No. Okay. And now my husband says to me, when we were at the checkout line, yeah, yeah. there were two late. No, it's not like that. No, no, but it it's fine. So I hear it. There are two, that's right. There are two ladies behind us, and there's a toddler in a stroller. He now recounts the story to me as we're on our search for the okay, phone. Okay, so he's remember. Okay, gotcha. And he said, as a matter of fact, we were checking out, he said, and interesting you should say that because he felt his wallet, which he, he also never carries his wallet in his back pocket, he felt his wallet sort of drop down a little bit. And as he did that, he went, look, uh, you know, and he grabbed at his pants pocket and he felt the wallet there. So he thought, oh, maybe I'm just imagining something. And he thought, nope. And, and it must have been they couldn't get his wallet because he whipped his hand around real fast. But then they walked by us, behind us, to the next cash register, and then v- lifted my phone out of my pants and took my phone away. Now we're, we have found it pinging. All right, so down. now you're at the gas garden. Yeah, and we go out, and we're looking, and we thought it was a guy was in there, and we're going up and down where they're getting gas outside, and the ping is now behind us. So it's like, oh, we've overshot it. They're not in the gas store. They're not at the gas pumps. So we now start walking. We're walking the beat now, and we're looking for this damn phone. And so he says, "Do you have any idea who you're looking for?" You were saying, "Okay, no. I remember these two individuals." We did remember them, okay. but you know, now we're in literally in the middle of a, a giant street in an intersection, and that's where the phone is pinging to. So now he said, oh, somebody must have gotten it and thrown it out. Maybe it went in the sewer. Maybe it went in the whatever. Yeah. So he's in the median strip, and I'm on the side of the road. And he's we're sweeping the area like we're looking for dead bodies or something. We're walking up and down the grass, yeah, and like, we're looking. Yeah, and, like for a, a hubcap that came off. Right, right, right. So I'm on the side of the road, and he's in the median strip. And all of a sudden, I turn. And you know those green electrical boxes? Yeah. Sort of a low squat electrical thing, yeah, right. often by a power pole. Sure. On top of that 
electrical box is my phone. It is smashed in a million pieces, and my otter box is intact because I have these two labels on it that say I voted. The otter box is with the phone. The phone is, the glass is shattered, and it's bent a little bit like it was run over, like not as curvy as a banana, but it was like somebody realized they couldn't get into my phone because it's password protected, of course, right? You know, you, yeah. yeah? So they couldn't get into it, and then, Threw it out or, you know, and somebody put it on the electrical box. And sure enough, number one, well, there are two things that are good news here. Number one, the find your iPhone thing works. Right. And number two, God bless OtterBox. And do you know that when my husband called me from his phone, my smashed phone was still ringing? It was still working. I was getting text messages still. I was getting calls still. I was getting uh, email, whatever was coming in. My phone, I couldn't see anything because the screen was just shattered to beyond belief. Uh, I tried to get the screen fixed. The guy said, I don't think I can. You know, the, the, the glass, when it's curved, right, the glass will sit flat on a curved surface. It won't really be a good seal. So I ended up having to get a new phone. So I, you never found the ne'er-do-wells. I never did. Um, so the moral of the story, <laughs> the lesson to be learned. Is wear green on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's the message to be learned right here. I wasn't wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. The last time I made this infraction, I broke my wrist. This time, my phone was stolen. And then we went back to the dollar store-ish store where this, this uh, crime occurred. Why didn't you wear green on St. Patrick's Day? I don't Day? know. I, we walked out to have breakfast. Did and your I, husband wear green on St. Patrick's Day? No. Sacrilege. Police. Everybody's Seriously, Irish on St. Patrick's that's Day. That's correct. I, and I am neurotic because I wrong. broke my, my hand on St. Patrick's Day. So I always wear green. So anyway, here... We go into the store and we say, we found, and we showed them the crushed phone. Somebody took it and we were so happy because hanging from the ceiling, Jim, were six, no less than half a dozen security balls, you know, with cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we like, look, here it is. We're going to get a video. We're going to see those two ladies with the baby in the stroller. And we're going to, we're going to be able to identify who took the phone out of my pocket. Call over the manager. Here's what happened. She said, this happens all the time. We said, can we see the security camera? She said, unfortunately, there's no recording. We said, what? She said, those balls hanging from the ceiling are all fake. What? They're all a deterrent, but they're all just for show. There's not well, a Well, I don't know whether... Well, yeah. If I was the president of the company, I'd say, well, what are you doing telling people that they're all fake? That's You'd be better off saying, I'm sorry, we, we can't we can't, can't allow that. that. We just can't allow people to she said, check our video. It's all fake. Well <laughs> So now there are all now if they were So you grab some things? No. If they were real, they would have to have a <laughs> sign posted that said you're being monitored by our surveillance cameras. Yeah. She said, some stores have that with the you know, that ball that drops down, right? But she said, if you look around, you'll notice our store doesn't have it. You know why? These were simply put up to fake people out and wow. think they were under surveillance, but they're not. So now that scoff law is out there and lifting phones. Now, I Apparently, felt- those two ladies, they they didn't buy into it. I guess they must know. Maybe they, this is their regular... Th- maybe it was an inside job. I don't know what they could have gotten out of my phone. Ooh. I mean, really, right? No. I mean, somebody walked behind me, whoop. Now, I didn't feel. Well, they never know. I, I mean, never felt not everybody thing. has a password. Not everybody does them. Before you know it, they're, they're buying stuff. They're making the a long garden. distance call to uh, Singapore. Maybe. I thought for sure that, um, 
you know, when you go overseas, they say, watch out, pickpockets are bad in France, pickpockets are bad in this city and that city or whatever. And I never had anything lifted from me before ever. And I thought, well, gosh, I'm, I'm smarter than that. I would feel it. If somebody bumped into me, I would be like, oh, look, I better keep my hands, you know, I better keep on my toes. Well, I never felt the thing. So they are smooth as can be. So they they make a. They bump, you don't yeah, remember yeah. anybody bumping you or anybody saying something to divert your attention where you would look over. Then you wouldn't. Then you wouldn't feel it being lifted. Right. So. Oh, Mo, your hiney pocket. Yeah, and, and big mistake. <laughs> and it, I know, and I never ever do that because of the situation that happened in my family when my daughter's phone got swiped from her. Always backpack. your front pocket, if nothing else. Oh my god! I had my hands full. I couldn't get, so I just shoved it in there to pay for my stuff and unload it onto the counter. They're cab. waiting for you. They're just waiting for people like you. It turns out now those people they were behind us waiting to check out as well. Then the the cashier to our left said she was open, so they motioned them over. And they walked behind us to that second cash register. And then we all sort of checked out at the same time. My husband actually held the door as we left the building for those two ladies. And sure, the it was them? Yes. Yeah, what if You're it positive was, it was yes, them. Oh, no, sure of it. What if it was a leprechaun hiding underneath <laughs> the stroller? Yeah. No, it was them. Maybe it was just the kid. <laughs> yeah, like the baby How old was, was the like, kid? Uh, less than two. Yeah, the kid lifted it. The kid, and then they panicked, threw it in the on the ground at the gas yeah. station. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I so then my you know buying a lipstick or buying water shoes ended up being an eight hundred dollar day because yeah. now I had to go <laughs> replace the phone, and you know it was like, oh, come on now, folks, don't take something that doesn't belong to you. I had someone touch me first of all. They came, I mean, they put their hands in my pants, and I had no idea. Uh, I felt they probably I, didn't. It was probably sticking out just far enough where they could put their two fingers and just lift her right out of there. That's a pickpocket for you. Yeah, that's I, a real pickpocket. Well, I was shocked because you know it, it was in an otter box, Jim, and that's a big, thick rubber thing cover. You know, safety thing. I know what it is, right? Yeah. Well, man, that's not a little like this thing now. Don't put I, it in your high pocket. I know. You just ask him for trouble. Put a comb back there. So they can take a comb? Yeah, they can take a comb. I'm telling you, had my husband pinged it to somebody's car. What was he going to do? He said he was, well, you know. What, was, it, what was he going to do? He, he, he said he was going to. <laughs> That's very dangerous business. I'm going to punch was, that baby. No, Did you say anything to him? Like, let's not do that. Let's not punch someone in the nose. Let's not here. confront somebody. So all of a sudden, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got your and phone. I got gun. a gun, too. Right. That's right. I thought that immediately. And he's A he good said, section of town, a bad section of town. Not so good. Had you gone a couple of blocks, it was really. Sorry. Mm-mm. So then he said, we're going to their home. If they're at their home, we're going to go to their... Bad idea. Bad idea. We're pinging it to wherever it pings. I know the pinging. I know the pinging. But I'm saying there can be a bad idea. He wasn't going to let it go. We're going to find that damn... So we were... Luckily, we found it on the road, so we didn't have to have an altercation with anyone. But if this was in... If we had pinged it and it ended up in someone's apartment complex, he would have gone... Yeah, all of us. Yeah, the guy phone. answers the door, and he's six foot five, and he's got a uh, tattooed teardrop coming out of his eye socket. Yeah, yeah, you gonna mess around with oh, him? God. Nice try, Mister Vigilante. Yeah, my husband was gonna go after him. He's like Batman for phones. Yeah, he said I was gonna call the cops too, but I was gonna go and say they've got my phone, and I was gonna call it and have them, you know. So <laughs> I'm going in. They got backup. my phone. Yeah, 
They've got my phone. Yes, sir. We'll get. Uh, we're going to get to that uh, lickety split yeah. in about least, four days. Right. Send yeah. at least three units. I'm be, going in. Yeah, I'm to going be honest in. with you, sir, that's really not high on our list of things to take care of right now. But um, send somebody here. I've sent the uh, sent the message to the watch commander, and uh, we'll get, we're going to get there. Johnny on the matter. spot. We were uh, making a citizen's arrest. How does uh, how does Monday sound? No, bad. We were going to have a citizen's arrest right there in the spot. It turns out they threw it out. Because they couldn't get into the phone or spend any money on my phone or do anything on my phone. So they threw it onto the street and we found People it. People are calling in. They say fake cameras are everywhere. Mike, uh, what fake about fake cameras? cameras? Are they everywhere? Well, how are you doing? Today? Fine. Good. I'm doing well. That Mo's 100% right with what that manager told her. Um, I did demolition for a while yeah. and remodeling a lot of old like Eckerd stores. Yeah. Those domes, they all they have is a battery pack with a 9-volt that hooks to a light so the people think there's actually a camera in right. it. That's a rip. You find no source of safety. I don't feel secure now. I think that's- If I had known that, I would have taken that hammer. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry it happened to you. Thank All you. Right. I'm sorry, too. Damn it. Sounds like his phone got run over. Yeah, we like to think mm-hmm. there's somebody while you're back in security yeah. headquarters in the in right. the whatever the store is, and I said, we don't have enough money for that. What do, you, what do you think we're doing? And everyone, even if they videotape, they're not going to show you the videotape. The lady said, the manager of the store, the woman, the very nice young woman, she said their store at least weekly has at least five reports of phones being stolen. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. One little girl just got it for her birthday present, put it down on the counter. You know, she wasn't really comfortable with it. You know, maybe a 12-year-old kid. Put it down, gone. It happens to them weekly and often. And I said, well... If that's a high crime store, why don't you have the real cameras? Because some of the stores yeah, in the we chain don't be involved. some of the stores in the chain have a real camera. Yeah, they have the problem. fake balls hanging there. Yeah. It's like, oh come on yeah. now. What do you want us to do? What fake balls? Are you yeah, laughing at fake balls? It's kind of funny. Really? Yeah, they're like nudicles. It's the Phillips <laughs> Father they're security nudicles. <laughs> that's right. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio one oh four point one. Check of the news, here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Sex and the City star Cynthia Nixon has announced she will run for governor of New York. How exciting. I am totally a Miranda. I know, you are thinking Big Daddy seems like more of a Samantha, but no. Miranda all day. Hashtag, the right to remain sexy. In other gubernatorial news, the governor of Massachusetts was seen in a St. Patrick's Day video on Twitter doing a shot, of tequila. He said it was almost as delicious and fun as the shot of Jameson he did on Cinco de Mayo. Finally, a District of Columbia council member is in hot water for comments he made implying the Jews control the weather. He has apologized, claiming he misspoke, and that when he said the weather he meant Hollywood. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Orlando City returns home to go head-to-head with the New York Red Bulls Saturday, March 31st. Coverage begins at 4 p.m. on FM 96.9, The Game, AM 740, and iHeartRadio. From the... Phillips file for this Monday. No onesie and Doug today. Uh, Wanzi's got the flu, and Doug has some uh, professional things that he has to take care of, so no Monday movie review today. Mo just told us a story about how she got her pocket picked. She got her cell phone stolen from her hiney pocket over the weekend (laughs) and finally discovered it, but it was all busticated and busted up. Smashed in a million pieces. She had gone back to the store to say, hey, you got security cameras. Can we take a look? And the manager of the store said, no, they're all fake. There's uh, there's, just empty empty balls hanging from the ceiling. There's nothing at all. It's 
just uh, to give the impression that the store Safe is under security. And uh, guess what? Can't help you. You are out of luck. Here's Michelle on Real Radio. Go ahead, Michelle. Hey, Jim. How are you today? Very, very well. Thank you. I got rear-ended in Lake Mary at Lake Emma and Lake Mary. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was a young kid. He did some damage to my car. I said, hey, I didn't want to hold him traffic, so I turned. I said, meet me at the KFC that's right there. I turned the corner, got in my car, the kid's gone. Oh, no. So I was just beside myself. I'm going home, and a guy waves me over. He gave me the license plate of the car that hit me. I said, oh, God, thank you. I get home, call Lake Mary Police, told him what happened. I said, and those cameras, since he took off, can you look in the cameras? She goes, oh, those don't work. What do you mean they don't work? I thought that's why you got them so they work you not in a, you know, yeah. yes. on, on the road. No, I'm sorry. Plus, you should never leave the scene of an accident. I said, well, thanks a lot. I'll remember that. Yeah, exactly. And then you're waiting around four hours oh for somebody God. to come to the accident. Yeah. I had a friend exactly. that happened to the other day, as a matter of fact. He got rear-ended. He said it took four, after four hours, nobody responded. The cops didn't come? Nobody came. Oh, my God. It's like not even Four worth hours. It. Where was I going with this? I don't know. Oh, nope. it was the East-West Expressway. It was the Expressway at one time. They have them now, of course, because right. if you run the, the toll booths, you're going to get a citation. Mm-hmm. But when it first started, uh-huh. back years ago, 30 years ago, when the East-West, that's the only thing. They just finished the East-West Expressway. <clears throat> and uh, they had the, and everybody thought it were security cameras. And I said, it's not a security camera. It's a, Somebody got some aluminum. And they put it, they, they, they welded it or screwed it together to look like a box. And then they put some aluminum tubing on one end. And you think that's a security camera. I said, that's not, <laughs> there's nothing not, up there. It's not connected to anything. It's an empty shell. It's an, now they have now. That are real legit hooked up to something? Oh, we used to, all the express. Well, yeah, because they're, really? yeah, because it's a way, you know, mm-hmm. cash in, you know, they're going to get you. Oh, if you stiff them on yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Uh. If you stiff them. But when it, for, for years and years and years, I said, that's just an empty box. It's like a tuna fish can that somebody put a tube on the end to make you believe that it's a, a security camera. It's not hooked up to anything. And even if it was, and it was, I said it was pointed the wrong way. No. Yes. <laughs> You're driving up, right? And the security camera would be face? pointing at you instead of pointing as if you went through it to point down at your, your license, license plate. Uh-huh. Oh years and years and years that went on. Mm-mm. Oh, that's ridiculous. You feel violated, though, when something I like did, that I did, and I felt like I was sort of, it was my fault somehow that sure. I should have of felt course. it. I should have been more aware and astute and street smart and savvy, but I wasn't. And they just, without, you know, they say, oh, if they know what they're doing, whoop, they could take your part. They could take your purse. They could take your stuff. I never in a million years thought I'd be a victim of that. I've been in big oh, cities. I've been on the New York the, subway like their, in Paris. Their car's and, not going to be broken into. Their house is not going to be broken into. Right. Same thing. I've had that happen. Yeah. And I never in a million years thought that I would have that story to tell. And, you know, oh, again. Yeah. My... I live in Winter Park. Nobody's going to break into my house. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid, Jim. Here's Alice on Real Radio. Go ahead, Alice. Hi. Hello. Well, I'm hoping this will be a little bit of a, an uplift for Moira. Okay. I was on getting onto I-4, coming home from work. And I was trying to merge in behind a semi because he couldn't get over because it was busy. Well, just as I'm about ready to get behind him, here comes this truck all the way from the middle lane. And he goes flying in front of me, in between me and a semi. And he gets into that entrance lane. And he goes flying up there so he can beat everybody. Yeah. 
And I went, oh, game on, buddy. So, <laughs> Oh, you're a tough customer. Look at you. Oh, yeah. So here I go, and I'm grabbing my purse, and I'm writing this phone number down while I'm trying to drive, and I only can't even see what I'm writing. And I go on about my business, and I get in, you know, I keep going. I get in the left lane, and he comes up, and he flies in front of me in the left lane. Oh, and I slammed on the brakes, and I thought, what is with this guy? So he's in front of me. So I just pull out my phone, and I call and, you know, and I'm telling the company what he just did and yeah. that he's flying and this and this. And they went, oh, okay, well, we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. And I said, okay, that's great. Thank you. I went. I was coming from, uh, anyway, I come over. I'm getting trying to get onto the 417. He's next to me now. <laughs> next to me. And I looked over, and I went, okay. I roll my phone down. I showing. I roll what my are you doing? Down. Why I are you roll, doing? Yeah. I roll my window down. I show him my phone as if to say, "Look what I just did. I oh. called on you." And my phone went flying out the window. No. Oh, oh no. John I four somewhere. Oh my God! Listen <laughs> That's to you. A good story. That's great. Oh, what see? a twist in the. You're trying People to do get... nanny nanny boo boo. I just told on you, and then pff, your phone's gone. Oh no. Well. My phone was gone all right. I mean, I obviously had to throw it away. I couldn't do anything with it. But, um, yeah, I, it's it was a very expensive Saturday and changed the whole trajectory of how my weekend went. Because this was, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. By the time you get everything, you know, by the time we chased down the phone, followed the ping to where we ultimately found the, the broken phone, sad thing on top of the electrical box. Uh, I got news for you. What? I know I know essentially the area they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if you'd gone a certain distance and pulled into that parking lot, there's no way anybody's knocking on a door. Oh, he was knocking. Uh, he was no, he doesn't he, that doesn't at all phase my husband. You know, he is he he wants to do see justice done and justice served. So he is going to go up to the door and say, "You've got my phone. I have it right here. You I ping my phone. You've got my phone. Give me my wife's phone." Yeah. He's he's a he's you know, he doesn't, it doesn't um, matter to him what apartment complex he's going into. That wouldn't bother him. He would just go and say, give me uh, back. I'm just saying. Phone. I'm just yeah. telling you. I'm, well, I'm just saying it depends on the apartment complex you're going into. I, I'm just saying to some of those out. apartment yeah. complexes right off Edgewater. I'd be afraid you'd get, to get out. You'd give a second thought. Road. You would say, yeah. honey, I don't know if this is such a great idea. Correct. I would never have gotten out of the car, and I would have urged him to stay in the car. But there is no stop when he is committed. To no, get, can, uh, you know, I'm just saying that can that can. I don't know. It's that's like, a good idea. Is sometimes. it Superman, Truth, Justice, in the American way? I've he's got, got some punching to do. You know, is he's, it worth getting injured? Is it worth no, getting in, 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 no. in, in, involved in a in a fight? No, stabbed maybe. No. some of those characters. No, my mother always said it's only stuff. It's only things. It's not. That a big is correct. Thing. It's stuff. Forget it. Let it go. Let it roll off your back. But he was. The two of us were like the Keystone cops. We were going to find it, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make it work. So luckily, we didn't have to get embroiled with anybody in a, in any kind of crappy apartment building. We just found that, you know, they must have just chucked it out, and it got run over, and somebody put yeah. it on the electrical box. Here's Eric on Real Radio. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Um, just to comment on the cameras being fake and decoys. Uh, my family had an experience where. My stepson ran away, and we couldn't find him. We had the police called and everything. Uh, they couldn't, you know, they had no info, no leads. And my wife found his bicycle at a park, and we 
there were security cameras there. We told the police and called the, the city, hey, we need to find, we need information. You know, this is his last known place because of his bicycle. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, th- those cameras are fake. What? They're, and, and to top it off, it's at a park that's dedicated to a kid who was kidnapped eh. and, oh. and raped. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, I just thought of this. The yeah. only the only cameras that work now, yeah. <clears throat> apparently, are the cameras where they can make money, where they can where yeah. they see you run a red light, red light or cameras. see you run yeah. the toll. Right. And that those are the cameras. You're darn tootin' those cameras work. Yeah. But you got cameras mm-hmm. in a park. You got cameras in a store. People are ripping off this and ripping off that, or mm-hmm. beating on somebody. So, oh, oh, no, you know, we, why should we do that? I mean, there's no reason to have those cameras working. There's no way to uh, collect any revenue off of those things. For me, it was shocking. I think that would be a great story for a television news department to do. How many of these security cameras, whether it's a store, whether it's a park, whether it's this or that, are actually working, or do they just say, "Eh, we'll spend twenty five dollars, you get a your camera, yeah. <laughs> glue it to a telephone." phone poll and everybody's like, oh, I feel safer now. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips off for a Monday. So many things to cover. No Monday movie review today. Doug uh, has got some work that has to be done elsewhere and Michael Wanzi, who's been on an acting gig in the Midwest, he's got the flu now, so he's not uh, going to be in. So no Monday movie review today. Uh, Jack is under the weather. He should be back with us uh, tomorrow. Also with the flu. Uh, so he says, but he doesn't have the, he, he w- If he had the flu, he wouldn't be back with us tomorrow. No. Anyway, uh, lots of sports things happening over the weekend. Great uh, almost comeback by Tiger Woods, who would have thunk had Friday. He was behind 25, and then he made that run Saturday and Sunday. I'm watching Sunday go, geez, man, what is going on? Uh, and then he, as soon as I started rooting for him, he drove a ball out of bounds, and that was it for him. <laughs> yeah. But he came in fifth? Tied for fifth, yeah. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Not too bad, Tiger. Yeah, pretty good for a guy who hasn't really played much in a while. I have a theory, of course. My theory is, of course, uh, when he got a divorce from Elon Nordigan. Um, that there was some kind of arrangement said, look, uh, we got this number of years, nobody attempts to, you know, get any more money out of one another, right? It's just, you know, he's paid out, she's paid out, she's invested, she makes money. Who knows how these things work? Right. And I think they came to an agreement. And that, that agreement just came to an end, mm-hmm. maybe just a couple of months ago. Because Tiger's playing great golf. We said, hey, you can't get any of my stuff. You got my stuff, but no more. Mm-hmm. And she's going, you're not getting any of my stuff. She put that Palm Beach uh, mansion up for uh, sale, bought it for $25 million, I think, and now she's selling it for 50 See how these things work? Uh, yeah, it sounds that's very the, yeah. dastardly, but maybe. Yeah, that's what's happening. Let's see what else. Cirque du Soleil, they had this terrible accident over in Tampa where one of the Cirque du Soleil performers mm-hmm. fell and uh, died. Right. Winter Park Sidewalk Art Festival. Keep your dogs away from there, please. They had dogs again? Yeah, they're circling about. Oh. You know, you can you can walk them up and down Park Avenue, but you can't go into the, you're not supposed to go into the show itself in Central Park. Right. And, then, and I was there, I'd go Friday early, early. Yeah. Before the crowds really build up. Right. And and they're, they, they're, 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 they're making that a tea. You can see them circling. You can see them trying to get closer. Nobody wants to see a dog at the art show. The dog doesn't want to see art. 
I've never. Right, what? As a matter of fact, I led the charge to uh, end end this years and years and years ago. I said, dogs don't want to be there. All you're trying to do is show off, especially those people that put bandanas around their dog. Oh, look oh, at yeah. that. Yeah, and all of a sudden, number one, the artists get nervous. Uh, God only knows what the dog is, is it might do. Gets tangled up in something and pulls down oh, an exhibit. Can you imagine that? Or the, another dog comes along, they get in a fight, or they lift their leg on something. Mm-hmm. And there are people who, number one, there are people who are allergic to dogs, and there are people who are not crazy, but they're they're afraid, they're, of, dogs. They're afraid of dogs, especially bigger dogs, maybe. Yeah. And this is the reason why now, at least, after I made a big sting, not that I hate dogs, I love dogs. I've had dogs all my life, but I just don't think they belong in certain environments. Right. And I think an art show is is one of them. Jeez, man, just go to the art show yourself, you know, and have a good time instead of taking your dog there. And you can see him inching. You can see him kind of, you know, I want to get in there. Leaning I really want to get in there. Yeah. Really, you know, it's like, so you got to give him the stink eye. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you do. I know a lot of guys will take their dogs places of just course. to try to pick up chicks. Of course. You know, you can be just one of those regular guys, but if you got a kind of an interesting dog. Yeah, you could be dog oh, look guy. Oh, a pretty dog before you know it. puppy. Because their thinking is, well, if they love their dog, love this dog, then they're going to love me. No, yeah, <laughs> dogs are way cuter. Mm-hmm. My so. friend got a puppy, and I don't think it's helped him pick up a single girl yet. Mm-hmm. It's a nice show, cute. though. Weather was beautiful this weekend. So wasn't hot. I was I was out of there by ten thirty. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've never been to that. It's a nice show. Uh, let's see what else happened. Oh, this uh, Facebook—they're in—they're in hot water. Terrible. This Zuckerberg—he's—he, mm. I think he's starting to spin out of control. What? Well, it's been bad news for a couple of months because of you know Facebook's impossible, mm-hmm. as they report involvement, you know, in the Russians and the manip- manipulation of of data and information and you know on Facebook and fake ads and bots and all that kind of stuff. And now there's a story that broke on Friday and that's gaining more traction. This won't be the end of it. Is this um, company called uh, Cambridge Analytical that is funded, I believe, by the Mercer family. And the Mercer family, right wing, right right of right wing, the, 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 the father is super wealthy. Uh huh. But he's kind of he's uh, he's turned it over to the daughter Rebecca. I yeah, because he doesn't communicate with anybody. What? No, he doesn't talk to anybody. Oh, in a way, yeah. He he just wants to be around his computers and his oh, algorithms and all that kind of stuff. You'll 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 talk to people who have met the 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 elder Mercer, and they'll say you'd be lucky if you heard him utter one word. No kidding. At a meeting. So Rebecca, just... his daughter, she's the one. This right wing. John Bircher type almost, I think. And they fund millions and millions and millions of dollars into the super right-wing conservative cause, yeah. cause connected to Bannon at one time. And now they're linking the Mercers to this Cambridge Analytical. And Cambridge Analytical, Analytical apparently, was a company that, under uh, dubious circumstances, uh, gained data from Facebook from 50, maybe up to 50 million Facebook users, Americans, and use that data to, to try and manipulate voter attitudes. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, here we go again. Well, somewhere along the line, these dots are going to be connected. Gee, you think? So now Channel 4 News out of England, not the BBC, I think it's a private television network, mm-hmm. they've, they're reporting 
me see if I get this right. They're reporting that uh, authorities have gained a warrant to search the Cambridge Analytical Building. And Zuckerberg and Facebook, they they don't know what to do. Remember when they first were called up to Capitol Hill and said, we don't, yeah, this is a bunch of nonsense. They said it wasn't Yeah, we're very well protected. Nobody can gain access to any of our stuff. And yakety yak, and Facebook users shouldn't shouldn't be fearing of any kind of, and all of a sudden, then they had to event, yeah, I guess the Russians got a hold of some of this stuff and created these bits and bots and, and fake advertising. And okay, we're, we're going to try to do a better job with that. Now this Cambridge Analytical story is breaking. And uh, Facebook stock dropped by, what, 6 7% today? Yeah, in one day. Well, the whole market went, went into the crapper. Oh. but And that this may be a, a major reason for it. Yep. Yeah, Facebook's normally pretty steady no matter what. True. At least in my time in the stock market. <laughs> Facebook has revealed the suspension of Cambridge Analytical, claiming the data uh, that was secured, information on user profiles through a personality quiz. What they did is they came along and said, hi, we're running an academic start, a study, and uh, can we have access to some of the information from your Facebook users? And they said, oh, yeah, sure. Academic study, sure, go ahead. Well, they were lied to. What? They were lied to. Wow. They got to say, yeah, we're having a personality quiz, and we just want to gather some information. <clears throat> and this global science research, which was connected to Cambridge Analytical, just went and just collected all this information and then used it. We don't know whether there's a connection, direct connection to the Russians, but yeah. they used it to uh, put together information that could be used by somebody to try to manipulate the voting process. That's all. Other than that, I'm starting to sound like Rachel Maddow. Sometimes I take those <laughs> really person- in the weeds. I take the personality quizzes on Facebook sometimes. I, oh, I, Mo, what are, are you, you an doing? IMTJ? IMTJ, I don't know what that means. You're giving the Russians oh, information. Is, no, I guess. Yeah, they know you now. Now they do. I think I'm on someone's list. Because it's like, oh, you know, like, what Disney character are you? I take that quiz. Or, you know, would you be a good candidate for something? And I take, I take, it, it doesn't hurt, cost me anything. I take a personality profile but now i realize they probably got all kinds of info <laughs> it costs your information yeah right there's no privacy at all and those mm. cameras are fake i thought i was safe but i guess i'm not pinkman went to um church he did? in oh, pittsburgh yeah. oh oh yeah uh-huh on oh, saint patrick's day said he went to catholic mm-hmm. mass where the priest dismissed everybody and told him to go drink a beer <laughs> or five or six if you're not driving he well, he's said. probably head of the line mm. <laughs> stop is he an Irish it, priest? Uh, not Irish accent, but I think he's of Irish descent. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, aren't we all? I'm so St. Patrick's Day. I went and drank beer in an old church, old Catholic church that had been turned into a brewery. That's fun. It was cool. Smelled good in there. Still owned by the church? No, no, it's owned by a company now. Or bombings in Austin, Texas. I don't know what the hell that's all about. No. They can't figure it out. They say it's a serial bomber now. They're they're literally that's seriously today. yeah, serial bomber. And what's wrong with people? You know, I say that all the time, but what? I don't know. Oh yeah, just uh, you know, I really like doing this. You know, I just like putting bombs together, and then uh, you know. No, I don't know. And I just like to put them someplace and uh, you know see, see, who see gets, what happens, yeah. see who gets injured. Blown you know? to smithereens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Doesn't bother me any. It's just a bomb. Mm-hmm. So I got that problem in uh, in Austin. Those, uh, by the way, uh, Tom Sermani, the coach of the Orlando Pride, 
along with uh, Orlando Pride striker slash forward Alex Morgan will be in studio with us at 4. Their season kicks off this Saturday. Remember, they made it to the finals uh, last year and then, unfortunately, mm-hmm. didn't take the championship. But oh. uh, we're hoping for better things uh, this season, of course. So Tom Sermani, our good friend, and Alex Morgan will be along just to talk about the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. She might be a little bit, you know, heartbroken because her husband's not in Orlando anymore. Where's he now? So who's taking? Who's got the dog? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue? What city is he in? I don't know. I can't remember. Did he get traded to American There's team? Servando. Servando Carrasco, yeah. Servando Carrasco. I can't roll my R's. Oh, he plays for LA Galaxy. There you go. Woo. That's a far. Yeah, that's way that's across. a long plane trip. Mo's going to Hawaii for vacation starting what Wednesday? Thursday. Mahalo, bro. That's a long trip. Mm, speaking of long trip, yeah. So you got to yeah. fly across the country. How long is the layover? One hour. You... Oh, that's not bad. Mm-mm. Nope. And then how long is the flight from L.A. to no, Hawaii? It's Dallas. I go from here Whoa. to Dallas. Dallas. And Dallas to direct Maui. to. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not bad. Mm-mm. Kind of a long flight from Dallas to Hawaii, though. Yeah, then you... you I coach, get... business, or first class? Coach. Ooh, uh, I don't know. It's fine. Not um, enough leg room. Oh, see, you're getting your back season up already? Yeah. yeah. No. Coach, how many hours is that? I don't know. But I, it's, you know, a couple hours to Dallas. Then we have to wait an hour. Yeah. And then we get on the big flight. But again, uh. it's... <laughs> you get there before you leave kind of thing. I mean, because there's seven hours before us or something. So I may leave it. It's a altogether. It's probably 12 hours, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something. Coach. It's fine. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I'm only do. short. You know, I'm not that tall. Your uh, husband's that. a big man. He is. And he always sits on the aisle, which means I'm relegated to a oh, middle seat. Can't wait for the punching stories. Uh-huh. Nope. Mm-mm. No punching. You'll see. The beverage cart will hit his elbow. He'll be steaming mad. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a very passive person. I don't know why yeah. you have this. Then yeah. they're going to have to divert the flight to Phoenix or something. You'd be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that <clears throat> news story. <laughs> yeah. I so think spot man. the air marshal. Guy upsets oh. by beverage cart. It's yeah. the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. Spoiler alert. No. Is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt on the way over? I hope not. Is he going to do a Magnum P.I. mustache? Da, 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 da. That's Hawaii no. five zero. Thank you. Oh, Points. what did you say? Oh, man. Magnum PI. I was thinking Hawaii. Sorry, you're right. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Wrong button, bud. Come on, you can do it. I know you can. There you go. Yeah. He's looking. He's looking real hard. And he's got a three, two, one. Hit it. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Nick. Mark is the backup. Mark is hoping that I win because if I win, he gets the prize. And the prize being what? Oh, it is a family four-pack of tickets to Gatorland. And that Mm. is all the info I have on that. I know it's a really good time. And uh, Savannah, who appears on the Monsters, works there. Nice. Yeah. Get to watch her feed chicken to those lovely gators. 
<laughs> All right, let's bring Nick up on the line. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm good, Pinkman. How are you? This is not, I, the, this is not the same Nick who played Pinkman. This before. is a different Nick. Okay. This good. is Jim's Nick. Okay, good. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. All right, Nick. This category comes to us from Brad. Thank you, Brad. The uh, title is Hey, Anthony. Facts and figures about Anthony's. In reference to a number of listeners and callers, we have named Anthony. Because it seems like when we play So You Wanna Winna and other games, there's always at least one guy named Anthony. Am I right? You're right. You are correct. Alrighty. So, let's go over to the clock. And are you ready, Nick? Ready as I'll ever be. Alrighty, sir. And here we go. In three, two, one. Anthony Bourdain is famous for no reservations and parts unknown, but it all got started when his book, Kitchen Confidential, Adventures in Culinary Underbelly, in what year was it published? 2009. Already with two Academy Awards on the mantle, Anthony Quinn garnered another nomination for Best Actor in Zorba the Greek. When was it released? Uh, 2002. Somewhere in South Florida roams Casey Anthony. How old is she now? Uh, 38. Sir Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role in The Silence of the Lambs. How many other Oscar nominations for him? Uh, 15. Carmelo Anthony now plays for OKC. Anthony Davis, of the unibrow fame, plays for the Pelicans and is two inches taller than Milo. What is Davis's listed height? Uh, 6'10". Time. All right, Nick. I will put One you of those on hold. questions is really tainted and unclean. You know uh, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be no. fair, the answer I have written down is not correct for that one, seeing okay. as, uh, you know, yeah. what day it is. Yeah, I do. And uh, also, he didn't write on the money. So... Oh, but well, Jim but might. That's what I mean. Good point. We... Yeah, Good point. see? Oh, boy. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> How rude. To be fair, Brad wrote this uh, I know. quite some time ago. Mm -hmm. Now I have to remember how exactly I messed up that first question. Oh, you'll be fine. What's the matter? I'm nervous. You should be. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. I was trying to figure out exactly how I fumped for the first question so I can make it fair. By the way, if you know who had the flu, he wouldn't be listening to the program. Is he listening? He yes. is. You don't have the flu. Yeah. Mm. Quit listening, pal. You're throwing up or sitting on the can or having 102 fever. What? That's he's, the flu. He's very dedicated to his work. He is. I agree with that. Non-stop. All right, Jim, are you ready? Yes. The category is Hey Anthony from Brad. Facts and figures about famous Anthonys. In reference to a number of listeners and callers we have for the show named Anthony. Okay. All righty, here we go. Let me reset the timer. Sure. In three, two, one. Anthony Bourdain is famous for no reservations and parts unknown, but it all got started when his book, Kitchen Confidentials, Adventures in Culinary Underbelly. And what year was it published? 2005. Already with two Academy Awards on the mantle, Anthony Quinn garnered another nomination for Best Actor in Zorba the Greek. When was that released? 1962. Somewhere in South Florida roams Casey Anthony. How old is she now? 34. Sir Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role in The Silence of the Lambs. How many Oscar nominations for him? Six. 
Carmelo Anthony now plays for OKC. Anthony Davis, of the unibrow fame, plays for the Pelicans and is two inches taller than Milo. What is Davis's listed height? 6'9". Nine. Nice. Think about that. Oh, I don't know. I gotta add your hand. Yeah. You Five second add, handicap. You want to add more seconds? No. Are you sure? Mm. Last question threw me off. I'll stick with five. All right. We can score the game now. <clears throat> and by game, I mean game. Oh. It was you v Nick. Not in the in boys' this... choir anymore, are you? <laughs> no, it's it's been quite some years. Okay. Sir. You v Nick in this game of Antony's. Yes. Uh, question number one. Anthony Bourdain is famous for no reservations and parts unknown, but that yeah. all started with his book Kitchen Confidential. In what year was that book published? Nick said. Oh, nine. And Jim? Oh, five. Uh, Jim is closer. It's 2000. Oh, wow. Anthony Bourdain is six foot four. Mm-hmm. Just so know you that. know. Yeah. He's a real stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. I think he He's got always it. been sort of a skinny thing. He got into jujitsu, right? Yeah, that Brazilian jujitsu and got tattoos and I quit smoking. He got married, had a kid, got divorced. He's, that he's all over the place. He's got a hot things? young girlfriend. Oh, for Pete's. It's true. He's a piece of work sometimes. I have a love-hate relationship with him. Sometimes I really like, you know, but yeah. I'm not over that last episode I talked about. Hey, he creates good programs. He was so in Vietnam. Was. I saw one in the middle of the night. He loves Southeast over the Asia. He lo- it was Vietnam. He loves Southeast Asia. It was really interesting. Big fan. Yeah. Already with two Academy Awards on the mantle, yeah. Anthony Quinn garnered another nomination for Best Actor in Zorba the Greek. When was that released? Nick said... Oh, two. Oh, I got Jim, those. 62. Uh, 1964 is the Damn. answer. Jim is closer by a lot of years. Yes, indeed. He was also an accomplished writer and painter, just so you know. Really? Anthony Quinn? Yes. Gunther Navarone with Gregory Peck and David Niven. Points. Thank you. Oh, I mean, not for the game, but points. Somewhere in South Florida roams Casey Anthony. How old is she now? Um, Nick said. 38. Shot a little high. And Jim said. 34, also high. Also too high. I believe she is, what, 32 today? 32 today. I think that question is tainted and unclean. The answer why? says 31. Well, because she was in the birthday game. Well, I don't remember, apparently. It was an hour ago. Oh, so I didn't get it right. All right, just saying. Well, maybe he was listening and I wasn't. <laughs> Fair. Probably right. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role in The Silence of the Lambs. How many other nominations for him? Yeah. Nick said. 15. Ooh. And Jim? Six. Uh, it's three. Jim is closer. You can't win. Four, four zero. Yeah, you can't win. Nominated for Amistad, Nixon, and The Remains of Day. Carmelo Anthony now plays for OKC. Anthony Davis, uh, the guy with the unibrow, plays for the Pelicans. And is two inches taller than Mello. Excuse me, texting service. Jeez, lay off. What is Davis's listed height? Yeah. Uh, Nick said. 6'10". And Jim? He won under them, 6'9". One of them is on the money. Ah. Six foot, ten inches. Oh, he got two points, but not enough. Jim <laughs> wins the game. Oh, my God, Nick. I'm so sorry. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will whoop them. I can't lose. All right. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. My win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Another win for Jimmy. He's on a roll this year. Now we got. Now, what's my win loss record? Anybody know? Come on, keep track. Mm, I yeah, I got no it. 29 10. 29 10. Not too bad at all. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, don't forget, Stephen Kramer, Attorney at Law, will be our guest at the top of the hour. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio. Time for a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Much obliged, Jim Ballia. A new report claims progress is being made on a male contraceptive pill. In a poll related to the story, 9 out of 10 men responded with shut up and take my money. The 10th said, that is great, but my boyfriend does not have a uterus. Next, Matt Lauer has had to significantly lower the price of his Hampton estate because he no one is willing to fork over the amount he is asking for. This is surprising because I had heard Lauer does not take no for an answer. Finally, in sports news, Cleveland Cavaliers head coach Tyron Lue is taking a leave of absence, reportedly due to health issues. I am no doctor, but it sounds like he is suffering from a David Bladder infection. Trust me, non-sports fans. That is funny. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. End transmission. Looking for a home? Go to WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Why? Because they're not the banks. They also have special loan programs for the self-employed, or maybe you want to finance a mobile home? They can do that as well. Their service is second to none. Go online to WeAreNotTheBanks.com for all your mortgage needs. Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. I don't. Put a spell on you. What? Cause you're mine. Okay. Stop the things you do. <laughs> we we'll hold this one for Halloween. We're yeah, going to hear more about this on the news. It's uh, a company called Cambridge Analytical, and it's just now being tied into all this Mueller investigation and Russian hacking and bots and bits and Facebook. And someday soon, we hope all the dots will be connected. But Cambridge Analytical, according to Slate, which is a, a political website, the political yeah. data firm hired by the Trump campaign that's been implicated in a scandal involving the illegitimate harvesting of more than 50 million Facebook user profiles, did not improve its public standing today. That's because Britain's Channel 4 posted a video showing Cambridge Analytical CEO Alexander Nix describing a series of salacious and corrupt tactics for hire to, uh, to hire a reporter pretending to be a fixer for a client who wanted to influence elections in Sri Lanka. Really? And uh, to make a long story short, it appears that Cambridge Analytical was hiring prostitutes from the Ukraine kind of as a bargaining tool to win over business. 
seriously? Yeah. Oops. So I, this is coming into the mix. Yeah, yeah. As well. This is a big this is going to be a bigger story than than it is right now, I think. I think this is a story as they say in the news business, a story that has legs. Mm-hmm. So well, all these connections, the prostitutes and sex. It's and juicier Trump every and day, this, juicy, and juicy. This is, I mean, I say this all the time, and I know people get, they're fatigued it's true. by all this. I mean, you can't help it. But at the same time, now you have Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Now you have the Russians. Now you have, you have Mueller, of course. They fired that guy at the last minute. Now you have this thing with Cambridge Analytical. Yeah. Uh, getting information, falsifying their claims to try to get information from Facebook. Facebook is now involved even more than they were before, and possibly being manipulated by the Russians. You know, all these, this is the this is the biggest soap opera, soap, soap opera on TV. I'm telling you right now, it's hard to not to look away. No, it's a you're right, Mo. It's a train wreck. It's hard. To it look. is a train wreck. It is. I think the Stormy Daniels interview is scheduled for this coming Sunday on 60 Minutes. I think they finally put it together, probably got their legal ducks in a row, told everybody, you can't stop us. That's prior restraint. Yeah. And uh, I'm just wondering whether after the Stormy Daniels interview by Anderson Cooper, people are going to go, oh, my God. Or are they going to go, that's it? That's the that's all you got? Like Rachel Maddow, remember when she had that that story that oh, one time? We've got t- uh, Donald Trump's tax returns. And it was like, no, you Not know, really. you watch this. No, you don't. <laughs> like Geraldo with Al Capone's vault. Exactly. And at least that was a little bit exciting. Mm-hmm. Nah. It might just be like when she went on Kimmel and goes, I don't know, do I? Can I? <laughs> Maybe. Ugh, yeah. boring. But now the word is, you know. <laughs> According to her attorney, she's been threatened. We don't know if she was threatened after he was elected or before he was elected and threatened by whom. Once he became party to it, though, over like the end of last week and maybe the weekend, once he used a fake name, Dave Davidson or something, there's some <laughs> phony baloney name that the president <laughs> used. But apparently Dave there was Davidson. it's something like that. They now uh, link him to her. You know, at first he said, I had nothing to do with it. Now, all of a sudden, he's named as a party to the lawsuit. Look, nobody's surprised by his behavior. Are they really? Re- you know, wouldn't you think to a certain degree, sure. somebody would say, Mr. President, the best thing you can do is just go out there. The people know who you are now. I mean, you're not the, you're not the standard president that people have seen and Expected, witnessed over the sure. decades. Mm-hmm. They know you were a raconteur, if you want to put it that way. Uh, they know you. You were an adulterer. They didn't think other, you know, and they still pulled the lever for you. You're the president. Just go out there and said, yes, I had an That's affair me. with that woman. Dave and, Davidson. You know, here. Dave Davidson. Yeah, I'm the Something one who used like to that. call the Daily News of the New York Make Post and say, too. hi, I'm Jack Smith. And I've heard uh, yeah. I've, I've heard about this <laughs> Donald guy, Trump. Donald Trump, and he's a real ladies man. You know that story as well. Right, right. I mean, there's tape of that. Yep. Talking about his prowess well, with the listen, ladies. You listen to him, and it's like, you're going, that's Donald Trump. And they said, oh, and, and, and they played it for him, and he said, oh, that's not me. It certainly is you. Anybody who's ever heard this man speak, then he tried to say the Access Hollywood tape wasn't him. That's yeah, clearly It's an him. imposter. So just get ahead of us and say, yes, okay. you know, no. I mean, you know, maybe you and Melanie have some kind of agreement. Who knows? Oh, there I think are, she's pissed. There, there, I disagree with you. 
Oh, I think she's pissed. I think she's back in New York by the end of summer. I really do. You have that money on that. Oh, I do. I think she's getting out of there. There's only so much even Melania Trump can handle. Don't shame her publicly like that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, really. You know, whatever they do, just keep it to yourself. Don't throw throw it in my face. I don't want it on the front page of the New York Post, all right? I don't want Anderson Cooper to, you know what I'm saying? Just keep it to yourself. I know who you are. I know what I got involved in from the get-go, but I'm just saying right now, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't humiliate me. Don't throw it in my face. Mm. Nobody wants that. Right. No, she's out of there. She, as soon as Barron gets through with this current school year, maybe he goes to you know, some school in, 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 in Switzerland. I don't know. And uh, she, But she's heading back to Trump Tower. She's going home. I yeah. do believe that. I don't know why she would put up with that. I have no, I have no idea. I'm starting to feel bad for her. That she's being publicly shamed like that. Yeah, he's just well. She he was married to her. She was pregnant with his with Baron, right? And just a couple of months after that baby came, uh, you know, the joy of having a brand new baby, and he's out there with porn stars. Really, like ooh. Well, maybe it was you sire me a child, and you get this lavish lifestyle in exchange. And you I sire me a child. <laughs> That's very very. You think he said that to her? Yeah, in the no, contract. No, I will sire. He's the sire. Yes. Well, yes. whatever. I know what you mean. You bear me a child. Yeah, that's right. the word. That I sire. That's correct. Boy, it so sounds very Victorian. The Bible. All right. Yeah, ye sire yeah. thee. You, right. you bear this child and live this lavish lifestyle while I run around and do whatever I well, want. Well, he doesn't seem to have anything to do with his son. You never see him in his, you know, like Playing Barack ball. and the daughters. Playing exactly. Cash. No. Mm-mm. And he was, I think, on the baseball team at that military school and on the he football said he was team. The best athlete. That they ever you would had. think he'd have the yeah. kid out on the golf course. I don't know. Teach him how to play golf? Uh, that's no place for children. Mm-mm. That's where you learn how to play golf. That's how you become a good golfer. you got to start young. When your dad owns... old farts like me that go out there and start swinging <laughs> at that ball. No. Your dad owns the golf course. You think you could get out there with a lesson maybe or something? Just walk around? You go out there and, you know, just yeah. for, for, for optics sake. That's part of the deal. Look like a good dad. Yeah, you look at him, put your arm around him, and then one of the cameras are rolling, kick him in the ass like you probably normally do, and then uh, and get yourself a dog. I think they should let him drive the golf cart. Yes. You Just put on saying. one of those caps that come down almost over his ears, and you get out there, and before you know it, he's a kid. You know, kids don't have any shame. They get out there, you know, a couple of weeks, they're hitting the ball. He's probably afraid the kid's going to hit the ball farther than him. Mm-hmm. And he's not one to like anything like that. It's everything is win lose. It's all binary with him. All him. It's yeah. all him. Mm-hmm. And any he would he he would hate the idea of of his boy. I think getting out there and the kid knocks the ball, you know, or getting a short game does a better job. And uh, we're witness to that. I don't think he. I don't think he could take that. I don't think he would be happy. Most dads would say, "Hey, look at you! I'm so proud, my boy." Look exactly. At him. You know, this is this is my kid. Look what I, I'm a great golfer. <laughs> you know, he'd be. I'm a terrific golfer. I'm just an the absolutely best. terrific, Big one league. of the best. Yes, yeah, sure. but my son, I love him, and he's he's turning out to be never better than me. No, he's no, no he sired a professional golfer. <laughs> he did sire. Think, he's like from the 1800s. Where are you? I went to from? church over the weekend. Oh, that's I know true. these words. I see the best words. Yeah, you know, I never trust a man. A man who can't laugh. I've never heard him laugh. I haven't either. That's funny. Like a belly laugh. No. And uh, you got that much money, and you can't laugh, and you don't have a dog. I'm not voting for you. Creepy. Yeah, there's something wrong with you.
What if he's allergic to dogs? You get one of those uh, hyper... Uh, oh, like a poodle. Like a poodle type. Yeah, or yeah. Labrapoodle or whatever the hell they oh, call it. Labradoodle. Yeah, which, yeah, is that's throw, what... which is, come on, it's a mutt. Yeah, but they're yeah, but very they're... expensive. Yeah, they are expensive because somebody convinced somebody, oh, it's a Labradoodle. Oh, my God, a Labradoodle? Yes, and it'll cost you $4,000. Oh, well, I want a Labradoodle. It, it's a, a mutt. It's a designer mutt, though. Some it's a them. mutt. No, it's not. It's a designer mutt. I've heard of them going for up to eight grand. And that means you have to pay high, you know, dearly for it. Yeah, because somebody came up with the idea. Oh, let's see. Let's come up with a. How about no, a, that's great. We got a poodle. We got a doodle. They never labor. 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 It's coming to me. Labor. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Labor. Labor. Retriever. Labor. 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 And all it was was someone had a poodle and a Labrador, and biology Thank happened. You. Yeah, Labradoodle in the Westminster Dog Show. No, no Labradoodle is no. there. No, none of those. And anybody has been my look. I love dogs. I've had them all my yeah. life. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you right now, it seems to me everybody's got a Labradoodle or some kind of thing like a that. Mix. Yeah, they want to tell you about it. They they <laughs> they always want to say, "Oh, it's a Lab or something." Yeah. It's a oh yeah, hell, what mm. a beautiful dog. Oh, it's a. It's a labradoodle. But they don't do that if they have yeah, like a ch- out of here. Ah. A chihuahua dash dashhound mix. Exactly. Well, no, that, like, there's a name oh, for that too. It's a chihuini. They have to let you know yeah. because when they say labradoodle, they know you're probably thinking one way. You're thinking, well, you spent a lot of money on that dog. Mm-hmm. When you're really thinking, if they knew the balloon coming out of your head, it was you spent a yeah, ton of money. Load of money yeah. on a dog that you didn't need to you could go to the pound. Those are mutts. If you're looking for a mutt, you could find a great mutt there. Labradoodles are pretty nice dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're... Oh, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a what Labradoodle. Kind of you say, are you allowed to say, oh, nice mutt? No, they'll be offended. Well, if they're hoity toity, they will be. It's not a purebred. Certainly it's a, not. It's a purebred Labradoodle. <laughs> it's the Phillips file on real. <laughs> come on. You know, come on. You know, just. It's an oxymoron. And can we just stop? Maybe just stop with the with the with the with the handkerchiefs around the dog's neck. Oh, that's cute, oh, though. Cute. It's kind of cute. It's like Scooby. Oh, why don't you, you put a derby on them too? <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Your next chance to win one thousand dollars is just minutes away on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Okay. I had enough of you, thank you. 
<laughs> Stephen Kramer, Attorney Law, is our guest every Monday on the Phillips File at this time. Spends a good half hour with us just talking about the law and this and that and current events. Kramer Law Firm, one firm for life. Hello, Mr. Kramer. Counselor, Hello. how are you? How are you? Good. Doing okay. Uh, this uh, story that has uh, been breaking since Friday, but it's really picking up a lot of steam. And uh, the, two wor- the two words that, well, three, one is Facebook, and the other two words are Cambridge Analytical. Mm-hmm. And people are going, what is that all about? I heard, maybe heard it in passing or on the news. Maybe if you can boil it down uh, for the audience a little bit and just tell us what you think is happening here. So this is all can I, this is all somehow in a loose way, maybe not so loose, but in a loose way right now to the Mueller investigation and Russian hacking and yeah. interfering. But I think it's we'll I think so- it's a grander I think, story. Than I that. think it's will soon be at the forefront of my God Almighty, what's happening? I think it's I think the story is a bigger story than Trump. It's a bigger story than the investigation. It's really a story about where we are in the world today. And you know, there's a great quote that one of the the players in this Wiley, who's kind of been um, out in all of these media outlets giving interviews and at the BBC with ABC News and, and all over the place with GQ. And one of the things that he said is Cambridge Analytica will try to pick at whatever mental weakness or vulnerability that they that we think you have and try to warp your perception of what's real around you. Mm. If you're looking to create an information weapon. The battle space you operate in is social media. That's where the fight happens. All right, explain. That's a quote from him. Okay, that's fine. Explain to the audience, generally speaking, what happened here. Cambridge Analytica Mm -hmm. was working with another company and funded by the the way I hear it, the Mercer family. Mm -hmm. The Mercer family is a super, super right of right wing family worth billions of dollars. Uh, The the Mercer patriarch made billions of dollars uh, in... um, in uh, computer engineering or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the daughter, Rebecca, is heavily involved in right-wing bo- uh, politics. And Steve Bannon was connected to her for a very long time. My understanding, loosely, Cambridge Anal- Analytica, um, under false pretenses, gathered information from 50 million uh, Facebook users in the United States, and that that information... Um, was used to manipulate information and thrown back what at, at Facebook users, either in the form of, of bots or advertising, to try to manipulate their voting patterns. That that yeah, essentially about what's happening. Essentially, this is a company that uses psychographic, psychometric information that it obtains from people. So you know, there's all these quizzes that you take on Facebook. You know, what's your personality type? What type of girls or guys do you like today? You know, what Try to try to basically um, couch complicated, sophisticated psychological information in cutesy, um, fun quizzes and games. And then what they do is in two things happen. One is in taking that application, they were able to gain useful information and profiles about users that that completed it. And two, prior to Facebook kind of putting some additional limits on access to information they were able to use those quizzes to access a lot of information about not just you, but about all of your friends. Mm-hmm. So they took basically this app that you know 270,000 people or so had downloaded, and then they were able to kind of use that to galvanize and utilize and gain access to basically information around 50 million people. 
And they kind of use that app almost as a backdoor to gain access. Now, today, if they tried to do that, it would be much more difficult than in 2015 or 2016, whenever this was happening. But at that point in time, they did a great job of exploiting holes in the system to gain that information. And, of course, this, but this this shouldn't be. All right, be... they gain the information. Mm-hmm. Then what? Well. So they have information from 50 million Americans. And then, then what happens with the information? Well, then essentially do they, that do they is, sell it to somebody to someone else utilize it. Do they know for argument's sake, we know the Russians are interested in this so they can use this information to put together because they essentially know who you are. Mm-hmm. And then they target people that they know might be more susceptible to information that they lean in a particular direction and they reinforce they're thinking that the best thing they can do is to vote for this candidate or that candidate. And, I mean, very in a very simplistic uh, observation. Sure. That's essentially what it comes down to. Essentially, that information, once they have that information, then they have the capacity to weaponize the Internet and essentially use that Facebook data to build psychological profiles. And, of course, you know, there's this theory that politics runs downstream from, from culture, and that if you can influence culture, you can influence politics. And that is really the underpinning to, to the use of this information. So they're able now, after gaining that information, to custom tailor ads, right. to custom tailor information to gain advantage. Which, But that's not isolated to them. Uh, you know, there are other companies that do that. The, 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 the shocking thing here is the extent of the data mining is the extent of the breaches. The fact that Facebook really got caught on their heels on this, that they've, you know, taken positions Again. by yeah. saying, you know, the, Oh yeah. I mean, first off they were saying, no, the information has been destroyed. Now we signed an agreement, but then of course we're getting information. And eh, actually, no, they still have access to the instant information even today, right. which, you know, is an egg on the face of Facebook. So you're probably going to see Mark Zuckerberg called before Congress. Or some representative of Facebook, but I'm sure I they want him. him. No, I'm sure you are probably going to see action by the FTC, right? Because you have privacy breaches, data breaches that are that are probably in violation of FTC regulations or law. Uh, so, so you're going to see consequences from this. And this, but this shouldn't be limited just to a just to the political arena. This had much broader social and societal implications because this is. This is not just being used by by these types of applications, these types of data mining operations and weaponizing. It doesn't just being used by political companies and and by candidates. It's being used by you know um, major corporations. It's being used by businesses. It's being used all over the internet, and that's that's something that we have to reckon with as a society. Is we've made this decision to cede our privacy, and. This is one of those consequences. Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, as I'm reading this article, there's another article about, you know, Facebook facial recognition um, software mm-hmm. that to many degrees is as or more accurate than the human eye mm-hmm. and how to turn that off. And you, do, it's not off automatically. You've got to take steps to, to protect that information. 80% of Americans it. got their news in the past couple of years. 80% of Americans got the majority of their news from Facebook. Majority. Because the because the line is well, you know, Russians weren't in the voting booth with me pulling the lever. That's not the argument. The argument is if you're one, if you're part of that eighty percent that got the majority mm-hmm. of your news from Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, then you come to the realization that some of the information that you received was put together by Russian operatives. 
I mean, false information or manipulated information, and you bought that information thinking it was true because what? It's on Facebook. It has to be true, or it was, yeah. or it was a tweet. It's true, and that had an influence on your voting pattern. Maybe you were more, maybe you were more moderate and saying, "Well, I'm going to move more towards, uh, you know, getting uh, uh, Donald. I'm going to elect Donald Trump or vote for Donald Trump because I see all this bad news coming my way on Facebook as it relates to Hillary Clinton." That is the argument, not that anybody manipulated the voting booth or manipulated the yeah. votes after they were cast. It was manipulating the voter before they went into the voting booth uh, with new essentially just flooding their facebook accounts because they knew they were maybe uh, you know heading a little bit more to you know to the right conservative republican and they're just reinforcing that to really get you over they said that's it come election day i'm voting for that person or i'm voting against that person that's that's part of the danger as well and people people are unwilling to people are unwilling to accept the idea that they were manipulated, and I understand that. Maybe me to a certain degree as well. By, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Well, I don't have anything. I know I'm connected to it, but I don't look at it, and I don't respond to it. I don't post anything on Facebook. I mean, the reality is we, just are, don't. we are all manipulated. That is the nature of advertising and marketing. The, the, the sure. most troubling thing about this is that these cutesy quizzes – you know, I don't, even, I don't even. I do them all the time. Oh yeah. my God, Mo! I know. And you and everybody else. It seems and, like and it's really, harmless. It's some cute thing. It's fine. You know, and I remember taking one of those and not finishing it because I remember being as I got to like you know what I don't what? remember see, ever seeing one. Oh my God, they're everywhere. Well, I was never on Facebook a lot, so and, really, and, and it, it would be no kidding. It seems to harmless. me, it's not. It's not totally innocuous. Sure. Yeah. It's not just about you know the this political election. I think the the, the and and there's relevance. I mean, there's a reason to talk about this. But, you know, the, there's a much broader importance here. And then, of course, the other reason this company is taking heat is because of the Channel 4 expose. Yes. I think yeah. you were talking a little bit about that. Right. You know, the, essentially where they've got a British TV. a months-long yeah. investigation right. showing this company willing to use a lot of nefarious political tactics, you know, all over the world. So this isn't, this isn't necessarily a Republican or a Democrat or whatever. This is a company that is doing some, you know, black bag operations. Right. For, Stephen for Kramer is our guest. Uh, Kramer Law Firm, One for, for Life, will continue in a moment. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You are listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 104.1 Let's get back to Stephen Kramer, Attorney Law. Stephen shows up every uh, Monday to talk about this and that and whatever. We talked about this story that I believe has legs, this uh, organization that's been uh, utilizing information gathered by Facebook. And Facebook, I mean, it just, seems, hit today. it just seems to me that Facebook is like, they're not too smart. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get oh, the idea. I think idea they're that, smart, all right. No, I think they're smart, but I, thought, I don't think they're in tune, if that makes any sense. No, I think they're, they're very smart, you know, with their algorithms and all this yes. kind of stuff. But somebody's not in tune to, hey, guess what? With all the, you can be manipulated, bub. You, you know, know, don't get the idea that it's like, here, it's like women. Oh, here we go. How is it mm, like women? Go on. Uh-oh. Me too. Hey, look at him. He's making some analogy no, that's out no, no. there. No, the, no, it's like, I, it's like I've heard before. I, we admit that women 
are smarter than we are. Darn tootin'. Right. I've said it. But we also know that women aren't as smart as they think they are. And the point that I'm trying to make is, <laughs> I mean. Where are no, you going I, with this, Pop? No, the, the point that I'm trying to make is I think Facebook, like any big organizations, begin to believe that they're invincible. Oh, I see. Yes. That uh-huh. nobody can, that they have no weak points. And this is a perfect example of of an organization, and at a very short amount of time, grows and becomes a behemoth raking in zillions of dollars yeah. and and starts to believe their own press about how good they are and how good they are at protecting people. And then and, and all of a sudden, you know, it's, what's, what's the game where you start pulling the little blocks? Jenga. Of, yeah, and all of a sudden, it starts crashing down on them. They're, they're, and because they're so big, the bigger you are, the harder it is to keep up with the crash. Yes. They are, I mean, to a large degree, I think there is a lot of tone deafness That's there. That's good, though, wouldn't it? Very, very interesting. Thank it's, you. They're tone deaf, right? I mean... I agree. Th- there has been a... They've been suffering from a, a huge issue. You know, a lot of their early leadership, a lot of their um, executives have been leaving the organization. And when they've been leaving, they haven't been leaving and saying nice things and staying on the board. They've been leaving and giving, you know, speeches like the vice president who came out and said that he had tremendous guilt about the company that he helped create and said, this This is his quote. He says, I think we've created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works. That's not a good look. And that doesn't say, it doesn't say all oh, great things for the mission that of the company. Mm-hmm. Well, when it came around, everybody, they sold, I mean, the marketing and everything, this is going to be the greatest thing. You'll be connected to the world and to your and to your relatives mm-hmm. and to your coworkers and all this information will be passed back and forth and it's all yes. for the good. When in fact, you know, there had to be somebody in the organization, I would think. And if not, <laughs> you would think that this is not going to be all uh, all all uh, champagne and roses. I mean, there there is a downside and of course, when you have a downside to a growing organization, you're not going to bring that forward. You're not going to market that. No. And somewhere, and now it's it's mm-hmm. it's catching up to us. Well, and you and know what? That's the king of the hill phenomenon, right? I mean, once you're king of the hill, everybody's got targets on you. There's nothing they can do anymore that's going to make everybody happy. You know, they they silence one form of speech. They silence another form of speech. They don't know when to do it, when not to. They, you know, they shut people down that aren't saying things that are that bad, and then they, you know, they they let people go on rants. No, I'm that just are saying, wondering at Facebook whether they have blinders on, whether they said, well, you know, we, you know, really, truly thought well, we didn't even think about that or this, and if they didn't, then somebody is kind of stupid. And uh, but whether they're that standard, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Just toe the line. We'll get through this. We've gotten through this this bad uh, this bad publicity before. We'll you be know. fine. Yeah. But in the first case, they had to admit that uh, that they that they that they were breached. But there's that trend of confirmation bias that happens, right? You know, any of the dissenters leave the company, and the people that remain drink the Kool Aid. And, you know, you wind up with leadership and maybe it's one of those situations for Mark Zuckerberg where he's surrounded by people that are kowtowing, willing to say yes, you know, yes, people that are obsequious to him. And and it is and that's part of the reason for the tone deaf, because a lot of those early innovators that that were driven to that company have left very dissatisfied. I mean, I, mean, I think Sean Parker pulled out, um, you know, and you've had these very prominent statements from executives within the company that have left and you know the uh, saying things like i don't let my kids use facebook that's not a great thing for the company 
And that that this is a perfect example, them. I think, of companies that grow and they and they're uh, they're youth oriented, and which means, of course, they can generate great ideas and new thinking, mm-hmm. but they lack the wisdom of experience. I really do believe this that there are companies out there that say, you know, we really don't want to be doing anything with anybody that's say over about forty years old. God help us, they're elders. And, uh, you know, forget about their talents, forget about their experience. They can't bring it because this is young, it's vibrant. Uh, they're not connected to this new generation. And those people are left in the dust and they're not involved. And because then you have a younger generation operating a company that can't operate off the wisdom of their elders. And I think, I think they, they fall into a trap because they don't have that experience. Because they don't, hey, you know, back in my day, we tried this, and this is the reason why it didn't work. They don't have any of that. They have no feedback in that arena. I'm not, I'm not suggesting, well, everybody's got to get, you know, old goats like me on their payroll. I'm not suggesting that. But when you have a company and it says, hey, we're just young, we're this generational, and that's the way we operate, and we don't, we don't need the intelligence nor the wisdom of someone who's been involved in business for many, many years. I think, you, I think you're missing out. I think any company misses out on that. Yeah, it's, that like having, it's like opening a machine shop and getting rid of all the machinists who have been around for three or four decades. Yeah, I see that. Yep. You need this. The, the, that the people know the tricks of the trade and the, and, 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 and the shortcuts that work. Mm-hmm. I think that may be... Maybe that's one of the things that's happening with Facebook. I have a, a, gen, a, a suspicion that might be part of it. You know, the irony, though, of that statement is I think there's a lot of validity to it. But the irony of that statement is where they're really struggling now is in bringing younger users to the table. It's actually Facebook has been aging and they've been having a tr- yeah. tough time retaining those young users yeah. because it's lost its cachet. It's lost its right. coolness. Your parents are on it and nobody wants to be on it anymore. Bingo. Well, it's you know, like when your dad is wearing a particular type of sneaker. You know, and your dad's brother is, yeah, when the kids aren't wearing that sneaker. That's right. You know, there's 2.2 billion Facebook users. Wow. So what's fascinating is, you know, there's essentially two or three companies that really dominate all revenue on the internet. And and I think between Google and Facebook, it's some astonishing statistics. I think it's like over 80% or something of all advertising revenue on the entire internet. Let's get to the let's get to the let's get to some juicy stuff. What's the latest with Stormy Daniels? What's happening? Oh, boy. Stormy Daniels oh, boy. interview Sunday, sixty minutes. What do you think's gonna happen? She's gonna unload and we're gonna go, Oh my god, I can't believe what I just heard. Or is it gonna be that's it? Well, that's- I think I think you called it right that that the Trump team has figured out that they're probably not gonna be able to shut down this interview from Aaron. Can't do it. Nope. No. Which is maybe why they've made this move. They're now seeking $20 million in damages from Stormy Daniels, which in the world of politics and, you know, society and uh, the amount of money and issues at stake is probably nothing, but it's still a huge amount of money. It was a million dollars for each violation of the non-disclosure agreement. So they said she blabbed 20 times, 20 times a million. That's where they want to get out of a porn star. They want to get $20 million from this woman. Yes. So the, case, the, 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 the question I would have, Counselor, if sure. they said you have violated the, uh, the agreement, and we're suing you for $20 million? Yeah. Yes. Would it therefore have to go into a court of law, and would that open the door? I don't know whether you called it discovery mm-hmm. or whatever the hell you would call it, where, okay, you're suing me for $20 million for violating an agreement. Let's talk about the things that led up to the agreement in the first place. Would that be a so, could that be a tactic, or would that be allowed? And Do you think in a court of law, said, well, okay, 
then uh, Katie bar the door. Let's just talk about everything that led up to this agreement that you say I violated. Well, actually, in this particular circumstance, what the Trump's lawyers did is they filed a removal to federal court. And now what they're trying to do is compel um, this proceeding to to move forward in arbitration. And basically, that is going to be where they're going to seek the compensatory damages. Well, no, the, nobody, damages. nobody knows what you're talking about unless they're a graduate of law school. So let's back up. Arbitration in, in this circumstance specifically is a kind of like a private court. It's not subject to pub- public records laws. It's private. It's confidential. And that's where uh, Trump's attorneys are seeking to, to proceed in enforcing this $20 million. They're going to drag her into arbitration. They, they, it's been brought up that uh, that uh, Donald Trump, or whatever his nom de plume was, mm-hmm. never signed off on that agreement. Yes. I mean, how much of an impact can that have in in anything? You know, the guy who's making the complaint or his attorney's representing the person who has, uh, is making the complaint never signed the agreement in the first place. Well, I think I think I told you my position is that really that's uh, more of a smoke out tactic. That is to try to com- basically I think they're trying to force Trump's team to produce a copy of a signed agreement so they can actually show right. that he did sign. But I mean, thing. in a court of law, if you had some kind of an agreement, a contract, and then somewhere along the line you say, "Hey, guess what? The guy never signed the contract." Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the, is it null and void for all intents and purposes? Well, unless you have some kind of what what what, what would it be termed in in legally as a proxy, where your attorney is essentially your your legal representa- representative, and your attorney can sign for you. So, where I just don't understand an agreement between two parties, and one of the parties doesn't sign. How could that? How, how could that be it can't viable? Be still valid, right? So, yeah, exactly. The yeah. agreement and the the position that Trump's team has taken is that the agreement is between essential consultants, which is Cohen, that's that's Trump's attorney, mm-hmm. um, signed with Stormy Daniels, and that as such, it's enforceable. And that, and... I He's think in what, between a rock and a hard place. Absolutely. This is... This now, let is me ask you a question. Not good. <laughs> Here we go. But his position has been denial, and that's why they don't want to... That's why his team, Trump's team, does not want to produce a signed agreement, because that that well, is a tacit... Acknowledgement, which they have an acknowledged. Let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. So you're an attorney for Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. You're representing Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've agreed through intermediaries. You've agreed to an interview with Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you tell your client Stormy Daniels, show cleavage or don't show any cleavage? I think it depends on what their agenda Ooh. is. I mean, does she look like? You know, does she show her business like a porn star would, or does she not? I mean, my understanding is she's I on think tour. That's a legitimate so, question. is it a money making enterprise? Is it you know, is it to is it a public policy position? Anybody I, I who's know. interested in in here about porn star Stormy Daniels with uh, with uh, Donald Trump, they've already checked out porn uh, Stormy Daniels. Stormy <laughs> Daniels. <laughs> they've already checked out yeah. Stormy Daniels, yeah, yeah, have yeah. they not? Uh huh. I say. Oh. She will be fully buttoned up, but she'll be buttoned up. It'll be a business suit. I oh, think so. No, 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 no. You think no, she's no, going to no. be? I think really? the context. You know? I think the, it's a professional context, and that's 
and that's the angle his, her attorneys are taking. I, oh, I, I think you're going to be able to say that's a large-breasted woman, but I don't think you're going to go, oh, my God, somebody tell her to, yeah, look at you her know, business to zip it up or no. you know, do the, you know, can you, can you button the two buttons at the top? You know, uh-uh. I will tell you, if a I'm her attorney. Of, maybe a little bit of cleavage, but not see. the whole, no. Yep. If I'm her attorney, I might no. have had a little bit of a different tactic. If I was her attorney, you know, I, I might be challenging this agreement on fundamental grounds that in the non-disclosure is against public policy, that it should have never been in, entered into. I think the argument that he never signed it is an argument that can, can get a little bit of traction. Um, but in doing that, she may be able to almost sidestep that arbitration. And I'm curious why she hasn't done that. I'm more interested in this interview. So I would think that somebody said, look, what we want to do is divorce you from the, from the porn industry mm-hmm. connection, okay? What we want to do is have the viewers be reminded that you had a relationship with the current occupant of the White House. That's all that matters here. It doesn't matter what you do for a living, does it? You don't want to be, because many people will, uh, will assign a moral observation to this. Well, it's a porn star. What do you expect? But they're That's- signing that moral obligation to, to Trump as well. I mean, there's no divorcing that fact from from the story. No, I'm talking in the public square. How do you want your client to be perceived? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that their attorneys would say we want the public Mm -hmm. to perceive our client as a as a as a woman who is in a relationship with uh, Donald Trump and uh, like. Others have claimed they've been in a relationship with Donald Trump and take try to take away as best we can the aspect that she's a porn actress. Nope. No, I think they. I think they want to play up all of her feminine wiles. Yep. I guess it Why? depends on the motive. What would? I mean, think about yeah, it this uh, way: well, Who's he, paying the legal bill? Who stands to gain the most in this whole deal? Not Stormy Daniels. So, who's paying the bill? Who's going to cover the damages that she's going to owe potentially? You know, who's paying for her attorneys? She and I would argue that it's. Things. I would argue that it's that it's somebody else behind the curtain pulling the strings that has a political or social oh. agenda against Trump, and that for that reason. They have every interest in in promoting the most salacious details of the relationship. All right, Stormy Daniels, let's say, okay, they're suing me for $22 million. I don't have $22 million. That's right. She does not. All right, you can sue me for $50 million. I don't care. Sue me for five. I don't have $5 million. You can sue me all you want. There's nothing, You can't get anything out of me. Right. So what's, so what's the game? You know, to me, it I has think echoes. that's where she has she has him in a corner. She says, it doesn't matter. You can sue me for a hundred million dollars. What are you going to get out of me? Yeah, I'll declare bankruptcy, and then afterwards, my benefactors will support me. Well, the point or my is, benefactors will support me from the outset. Well, ben- even no benefactor. So then I'll have a, and let's there's say, a benefactor. All right. Trump doesn't let's care. Say there's Jim. no benefactor. I think you're missing it. I think you're missing it. He sues people all the time. Either he blusters and yep. says he's going to sue and doesn't. Or he blusters and says he's going to sue and does. Yeah, because they have a business. She has no business. It's just Stormy Daniels. It there's a remarkable. You got a business. I'm going to sue you, and you're going to agree to this uh, because uh, I hired you to put down linoleum, and uh, yeah, you say I owe you uh, five hundred thousand dollars. I'm not going to pay you five hundred thousand dollars because you did a crappy job. I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars, and if you don't give me two hundred thousand dollars, I'll just keep you tied up. Blah blah blah. And the guy's gone. I got a family to feed. I got a business to run. I got people working for me. Stormy Daniels is not in that situation this stormy lawsuit- daniels is just stormy daniels yeah but this lawsuit isn't about stormy daniels this lawsuit is about donald trump and this case is not about money 
There's nothing about this case so that's you don't about think, money. So you think somebody's behind Stormy Daniels saying, hey, don't worry about anything. I got you covered. Uh, but I'm, use, I'm, I'm going to be using you to, to get at this person who I despise in the White House. I think there's a remarkable echo of the Gawker case. I mean, this, there's a lot that reminds me of this, of, of the situation with Hulk Hogan. And that. guess what? The entire time he's backed by Peter Thiel. You know, that's where all the legal bills are getting paid. That's who's supporting him through the process. You know, and there's an agenda there. And frankly, all of the money on the table didn't matter because that wasn't Peter Thiel's objective. His, his objective was to punish Gawker. So any amount of money to him was trivial because he's a multi-billionaire. And I think it's, I think it's oddly reminiscent of that. It could be anybody. I mean, who doesn't like who doesn't like Donald Trump? Who stands the game? That always should be so analysis. Think a Mark Cuban look to type. The motive. A Mark Cuban type said, "Look, I can't stand this guy, and uh, whatever it takes behind the scenes, I'll pay your legal bills. I'll take what I'll pay whatever it costs legally to uh, to push him up against the wall." Maybe look at the guy who's taking out all the ads and Peach Trump, that yeah, Strayer right. guy, him. Or you know, but don't Mike you think Pence. that would have come to the forefront by now? Something, some somebody just. Hey, by the way, you know, sorry. She's yeah, but uh, we're, really not a, I understand. We just the, talked about the Cambridge Analytica story, you know, which is a huge data breach involving millions of people with with political operations in two hundred countries, right. you know, with black bag tactics and the most nefarious of political maneuvering, and that didn't break until years later. So who and same same thing with Hulk Hogan. I mean, everybody's wondering the entire time, how's Hulk Hogan doing this? How's he how's he swinging it? How's he affording yeah, it? Why is he doing this? Yeah, I know about Thiel, and you know he was pissed off at Gawker because got Gawker outed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took it. So it's essentially a, 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 a vengeful move to get back at somebody. He's playing the same game that, to a certain degree, that uh, Trump plays. I don't like you, so I'll use every resource financially that I have to get you. Mm-hmm. And if Except you're for only, him, it didn't take that much. You're less than 24 hours from retirement, I get you fired, so you can't collect your pension. That is going to That's come back. That's what he did. That's really mean. That's that's that's, a, that's just a the mean, of that are amoral, vindictive yeah. person. Da- dangerous political mo- or legal move, actually. Thank you, uh, Stephen Kramer, attorney of law. Every Monday on the Phillips File, it's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Got PPT right around the corner. Grab a line. Time for some news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Switching to confection news. For fifty bucks, a company in England will make a lickable, life-size lollipop of your face if you send them a selfie. They make a very unique gift. Unfortunately, they only make faces. Next, two strangers joined the Mile High Club after a drunk woman made advances on another male passenger. The woman has officially been banned from future Virgin Atlantic flights. Some might say she's been banned from any sort of virgin activity. Heyo. Finally, a new study suggests that dogs respond better to baby talk. This is from the University of York. Who's a good research department? Who's a good research department? Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. Go there to see a guy snap along to Mozart at realradio.fm. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From- You're listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1.
Ben Hank Williams Jr. Who is this? I never heard this song. This is Sturgill Simpson. Sounds like Hank Williams Jr. in his prime. It does. But then he's got other songs where he sounds like Waylon. Yeah, it's good. good what album sense. is that? This is off uh, Sailor's Guide to Earth. That's a good song. That's a good drive home music. Hell yeah. That's when you turn around and go to the airport, a one way ticket to nowhere. <laughs> Be That's very a- careful if you're driving out there. Speaking of driving, why? Because it is monsoon weather oh a little boy. bit north of the city. Lake Mary, Altamont, Longwood. It is pouring rain. Ah, yeah. Just saying. Be <laughs> yeah, careful. Get down there. No lobster tonight. It. Real noise. Uh-huh. Get down there. Tie up the Mary B. Oh, Break out the chow to I'm keep warm. I'm just saying. We want people to be careful. That's all I'm saying. Southie. <laughs> Go Sox. Oh, <laughs> all right. Time for a little bit of a person, place, or a thing. Uh, there's the music. That's a kind of a turnaround. That's a 180. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the prize for PPT, Mr. Pinkman? It is a pair of tickets to the Melbourne Air and Space Show happening this weekend, the 24th and 25th at the Melbourne International Airport. Uh, you can purchase tickets at airandspaceshow.com. Oh, there you go. Let's get this underway. All right, Mark, you're first up. Mark number one, because I've got a couple of marks here. Mark number one, pick a person, a place, or a thing. Mark, Mark, sounds like a hair lip dog. Oh. Okay, person, please. <laughs> Person, thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. Clue number one, who is this person? This Silicon Valley product was a math whiz with aspirations to become a marine zoologist. Marine zoologist. Yeah, marine zoologist. Um, who would have thunk? Uh, let's say, Here, I'll uh, give you a clue. No, I'll give you a clue. Okay. HBO. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. HBO, baby. HBO, you said. HBO. HBO. The Silicon Valley product was a math whiz with aspirations to become a marine zoologist. It's a he. I'll give you another clue. It's a he. And, and HBO. That's all I'm going to do, man. I can't do any more than that. PJ Miller. All right. Well, hold on. That's your final answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Moving on to mark number two. Uh, this person enrolled at UCLA as an English major, but dropped out to pursue acting. Are you talking to me? I am talking oh, to you, Mark, sure. too. <laughs> Clue number okay. two, he enrolled at UCLA as an English major, but dropped out to pursue acting. What was the second clue you gave him about HBO? I just said HBO. I That's, said it's a heat. Oh. HBO. I just threw that in there. Silicon Valley Silicon product. Valley. was a, HBO. Yeah, I got it. There you go. Work it, baby. Dropped out, dropped out of school. All right, you got a couple of Did seconds. Mm-hmm. Give me a name. Uh, Dennis Miller. That's your oh, final answer. Goodbye. Moving on to uh, Diane. Here we go, Diane. Clue number okay. three. While enjoying film success, he opted to use his surprise role on General Hospital to create his own documentary. Seriously? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Twins. HBO. Yeah, I don't watch HBO. Oh, well. Ah, damn either. it. I watch. Um, well, you'd know the answer if you did. If I said HBO and then I said mm-hmm. Twins, she said, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Can't guess. Right, Try guess. Try no. guess. Oh. No, she can't. She gave up. Said. God. Josh, here we go. Here's a good clue. We got uh, upcoming movies include Zeroville, Arctic Justice, 
Oh. And Thunder Squad. That's a good clue. <laughs> Those don't even sound real. Mm-mm. Zeroville, Arctic Justice, and Thunder Squad. That's it? That's what I have to guess with? Well, you had the <laughs> other three clues, too. He's telling you. He doesn't you got know. three clues in, the, in this. Game a crappy what? clue. I, I plus, I threw, plus, I threw in HBO and Twins. Game yeah. a crappy uh, clue, Jim. Thanks, Brad. Well, so I was going to go with a short person at first for HBO, but then you said Twins, and oh, I immediately yeah. thought Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. No, HBO. <laughs> current HBO. Current HBO. Season one, Twins on HBO. Twins. You keep saying Twins. Play no, Twins. I, I, I have no idea. This hurts me so badly. I know. It hurts me, too, because i got to move That's on. Your final there we go. Here's Danny. Clue number five, common bond. James Dean, 127 hours, and huh, 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 Seth Rogen, of course. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh. Uh, I have no... Um, Larry David. That's your final answer. Oh, uh, Text us at Real Mobile seven seven zero three one. Nothing. That was yet. the best one. Yeah, James Dean, one hundred twenty seven hours. That's a giveaway. Oh yeah, dead giveaway. Oh oh. oh. And no. there's a very close Seth Rogen connection. <laughs> Wait, his laugh is a. <laughs> Wait, okay. I just inhaled a oh, bunch of weed. <gasps> there yeah, you go. That's better. Sounds like sea lane. No, that's how Seth Rogen. That's oh. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Sea Lane is. <laughs> is that that three notes? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sometimes he goes the other way. <laughs> no. He's a musical fella. Anybody texting? Anybody us? must. They must have it. Right? Uh, we've got a guess for Ted Turner, Danny DeVito. No. no. Uh, and then several for James Franco. Yes, there James Franco. Go. Twins, HBO. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. No. The, the one the, about the porno industry and the bar and the oh you know. he played twins he played Hello? himself oh it's like Patty Duke I know wake up alright right, let's get out of here good show All today right. thank you Stephen Kramer thank you very much Tuesday edition of the file Jack should be back with us tomorrow as he gets over the <coughs> his flu he'll be back with us tomorrow among other things tomorrow Fritz on the street that's tomorrow at three right after Sean he's the news junkie with Sabrina and C Lane they follow the monsters in the morning tonight eat dessert first grin like a dog wander aimlessly pound your conk as often as you get buy your books with cash and eat some ants bye bye and take care $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.